Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Got that bitch, I got her with me. Never ever cut for thought. Cause I know she on the block. Rolling on my block and hip hop. Never cut a bitch, I know she a thought. On the book, everybody tryna come. I can't even wipe a bitch, nah. Leave a cup of thought. Never wipe a bitch, and I know she doing dicks. And shawty got that. What you really wanna know? No, she a thought, and I never cut a bitch. I never cut her on the block. All for my money, tryna get all my hundreds and fifties Get my twenties, what you really wanna see I know I got my money and I always get fans on me I know she love me, I know she love always me. wanna hit the mall She know I'm cashing, I ain't never liking these niggas They know I'm packing and I got all my money I ain't, I ain't never capping, what you really wanna know I ain't never lacking, never lacking. I got my money, get my bands and I got my fifties I got my hundred now and I cop the billies What you know, what you mean and I can't wipe a bitch, talk, never cut for thought And I know you on the block, tryna give all the top And you say you get a guap, get all these smiths You just smoking raw, and I know that you living And you staying on the block, I can't even cut your ass I can't even wipe a thought, I don't need a cup no bitches But you fucking on the block, and you say that you get All this cold ain't with you, and I be like where it's at Then I be with you, I don't even cut for thought Never wife a bitch, and I know she doing dicks and shawty got yeah, that. What you really wanna know? No, she a thought, and I never cuff a bitch. I never cuff her on the block. Always asking all for my money, trying to get all my hundreds and fifties. Get my twenties. What you really wanna see? I know Let's I got my money, dirty. and I always get bands on me. Let's I know get dirty.
gonna get blue we're gonna talk about poop pee all those fun things i might swear a little bit i actually i don't have like dirty material like necessarily like i swear but i don't like think you know in that turn so let me try something I, i've been working on um uh, um what's the deal with cum it's not coming it's going what if i did the rest of my set in this voice wouldn't work out, all right. Oh, man, um, speaking of dicks, uh, a lot of guys um, tend to overcompensate uh, for, uh, uh, you know, personality flaws or whatever with uh, physical attributes like, like, like their wieners. And um, uh, let's just say this, ladies. My dick's nothing to laugh at. No, seriously, please stop. <laughs> I am a fragile person, and I have flaws. Stop laughing. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I do you know overcompensate sometimes because I, I grew up really skinny kid. I was beat up a lot and all that. And uh, you know, all right, ballpark it. You you see how skinny I am. Uh, how far do you think I can throw a squirrel? <laughs> all right, now whatever distance is in your head right now, double it. <laughs> all right. Now if we're talking non-sanctioned squirrel tossing. I get that industrial stapler out, get those legs to the bellies, you know? And I, I know you're thinking, I could th toss a squirrel pretty goddamn far. And you're going to Al Bundy it, aren't you? You're going you're gonna to four uh, touchdowns, one game, right? No, dummies. You got to go the old softball route. You got, like, the real ones, those bad bitches in college, just, like, one, and you get, it's all in the release. You got to get the nice spurn, and uh, I'm saying, like, 70 yards is what I'm saying. I'm... I'm pretty impressive. I got skills. Like, uh, like talking about my dad's mustache. My dad's mustache, we got some bad news recently. My dad's mustache is lactose intolerant. It, it t he hit it, took it pretty hard, but uh, considering the fact that it's also uh, intolerant of Jews, gays, and uh, his son's dreams of making it in comedy, the, uh, the lactose part's not so bad, you know? All things considered, you know? Uh, my dad's mustache can go from zero to 60 in 70, 720 weeks, months. Fuck math. Damn it. Public school. Sorry. Uh, how are we doing, guys? You guys ready for the show tonight? This is going to be fun, man. I'm really excited. We've got comics from all over the country. I'm going to do a couple more jokes, get them up here. It's, I'm really looking forward to it, man. we got a lot of really good talent here. Give it up for Pam for putting this all together, keeping a damn place together like this. It's been two years to the day since I moved from this wonderful city back to my hometown in Albany, and I'm so happy to be here. And it's really bright in here now. Why? What? It used to be dirty, and you wouldn't see the ugly con Anyways, oh, man. Um, I... Uh, I was recently uh, dumped. Uh, this isn't just a weak premise. It, it actually happened, and it's one of the first times it's ever happened to me. 
And uh, I, I didn't take it very well. Um, I drank a lot because I drank a lot. Um, and my buddies, you know, I, I hang out with some bros and they're like, man, you got to get back out there. You got to rebound, you know? You got to get some new pussy, bro. It's going to, you'll be fine, man. Like, I, unless girls are into crying, I don't think that's going to work out. We have a nice date. We get back to her house. She starts taking her shirt off. She's like, oh, and my ex-girlfriend had boobies, too. Oh, and they're both lopsided. Oh, I don't handle rejection well. Thank God I got on this festival. <sighs> I, uh, I grew up in a sleepy little suburb outside of Albany, New York. Uh, it was a nice little town. No, uh, you know, nothing really going on. Not a lot of crime. Um, it was a nice house, though. It was a nice little ranch-style house, what my parents could afford. Um, and outside uh, my house, there was a sign on the street that said, uh, Slow Children Playing. And um, the thing is, they didn't install it until after we moved in. And it took me 25 years to be offended. <laughs> Kudos, DPW. DPW? No. All right. <laughs> All right. We, uh, I'll leave you here with this one. Uh, I've been trying to get back in the dating pool after being recently broken up with. Swipe, swiping right, if you will. Um, and uh, I just, a lot of my Tinder dates have just kind of reminded me of my birth parents, you know? They just gave up on me as soon as they met me. <laughs> Kudos, Tinder. All right. You guys ready to start the show? Yeah, yeah we got a nice full of house here. Here at Mutiny Comedy Radio Festival. God damn, it's going to be a great show. It's going to be dirty. So please, earmuffs, if you're sensitive. Our first comic coming to the stage is not here yet, but she will be, and she will get bumped into the rest of the thing. My man, are you ready? Are you guys ready? Are you guys ready? Edsel Mac, all the way from Sonoma County. You can see him at Purple Onion and the Punchline, and right now in front of you, Thank you so much. Please give it up for your host. Give it up for Pam as well for putting this amazing festival together. Um, I have a confession, people. I'm not really a comedian. I know. You're like, what the fuck is he doing then? I am actually a storyteller. And I have dreamt of doing blue comedy show my whole fucking life. So strap your fucking seatbelts in. Shit's about to get nasty, bitches. You're about to go on for a ride. So I, um, I am also um, a school teacher by day. And a homosexual by night. I am. I am. Pam loves that shit. <laughs> She's wearing a fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sweater. Of course she loves that shit. So by day, molding young minds. By night, on the hunt for Red October. It's a big black sub full of semen people. Preferably driven by Denzel Washington. Even if Gene Hackman has to watch. You movie buffs are dying in the back. The breeders in this back row are really uncomfortable. I apologize. I'll pander to you boys for a while. Um, so um, this is an intimate setting, and I feel like we could really go there and get nasty right away. So I'm no holds bars. This is like two live crew in the late 80s. It's about to get as nasty as you want to be, bitches. 
Uh-huh. So in the sixth grade, um, I was big on watching Eddie Murphy Raw and Delirious and Andrew Dice Clay. And um, I would stand on a rock in the yard and I would recite all of these jokes I heard all night late up, um, late up at night watching these shows um, while my parents thought we were asleep. And... Um, my speech pathologist at the time at the elementary I went to, she had just suffered her second stroke. She was an amazing woman named Ms. Patton. And um, the irony that this woman, who now talked out the side of her mouth, was coming to teach my friend Compang how to speak out the front of his mouth was not lost on this fat 12-year-old. <laughs> So, um, and my friends were making fun of her a lot. My grandmother had worked at this school, and my mom was like, you have to, Eddie, you have to do something about this. They won't stop making fun of Mrs. Patton. So I was like, fuck, okay, what the fuck do I do? And the shitty part is this is a true story, and I'm not a monster. I grew up, and I matured everybody. But I got all my friends uh, gathered up, and I stood on that rock, and I said, you know what? Miss Patton never had a stroke. She suffers from cocksucker's cramp. I wish this weren't a true story, but it is. She's not coming to teach Kampeng how to speak English. She's coming to suck his dick. <laughs> and when, when she would come into the classroom, I'd lift my desk up so the teacher couldn't see me, and I would look at my friends really quick and go, <laughs> they would lose their shit. I'd set the desk down like nothing happened. And then I said, and when she's done, she smokes her cigarettes like this. <laughs> if you think that's funny, you're an asshole too. <laughs> so um, I was getting fucked the other day. Um, I'm just starting to see a new man, and um, he's in the audience. So this was back in November, just in case, as I'm telling the story, he's doing the math. Um, but back in November, I was hooking up with a friend, and um, I'm kind of a big guy. I'm about 5'10", 285 on a good day. And uh, I'm corn-fed, built like a white Samoan. And, um, <laughs> oh yeah. And um, <laughs> I'm not ashamed to say I do live with my mother. And you judgy bastards, um, it's for a good reason. I help my mom out. And um, when we're done fucking, he's in the bathroom in the Jack and Jill bathroom that's connecting the two bedrooms. And um, he's cleaning his dick in the sink. And I can say that because this is blue comedy and I love this. And, and I'm in a fat, sweaty fucking mess, curled up in the fetal position, covered in his load, I won't lie. <laughs> I look like a 285-pound glazed donut hole. <laughs> and in the distance, I hear the call of my mother, which is what every gay man wants to hear at that point. And she goes, Eddie, which is what she calls me. And, <laughs> and my friend, cleaning his dick in the sink like this, pauses and freezes like she can see him or something. And I go, yes? And she goes, um, did you feel that earthquake? <laughs> so I had smoked a little weed beforehand, which I always get really self-conscious about. I didn't tell my friend this. So I'm, I'm shaking for like what felt like 30 minutes, which couldn't have been more than like 28 or 29. I'm shaking, laughing my ass off. He's looking at me like I'm stupid or this is crazy. And you want to know why? 
because he's heartless and has no fucking soul. This is the funniest shit ever. So <laughs> when I'm looking like I'm turning into a fucking werewolf, I'm like, <laughs> and, and I go, yes, I did feel it. <laughs> and so I get up and go to the door and I go, mom, are you okay? What is it? And she goes, Eddie, I just kept praying for it to stop. <laughs> and it just kept getting harder and harder. I've never seen my mother pray a day in her life. She's not religious. Do you know how fucking scared you have to be to pray to God when you're not religious? This bitch thought she was gonna die because I'm so fat. Physicists at Stanford and Cal are debating, is it because of the sheer force of the top that was pounding me? Or is it the centrifugal force of my fat ass shaking? Like if we had just let the momentum continue and I just let meet max speed, I'm sure I could have fucking traveled back to the future. I call that theory bareback to the future. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> the best part is <laughs> I was so high that I go in to make like a three layer quesadilla of course, because I'm stoned. And my mom gets out of the bedroom, and my friend had left. And she looks at me and she goes, Ansel, I've just really been thinking. We really need an emergency preparedness kit. Like, what if the big one hits again? <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm just fat. I know, that's cute. It's not even funny, it's just, I'm fat. Um, <laughs> so I, um, I used to teach in Napa, and um, the fact that I'm gay doesn't come up a lot, obviously, but it did, or at least I thought it did, when one of my sixth graders raised their hand, and um, I called on him, and I said, Aiden, what is it, bud? And he said, Mr. Mack, what team are you on? That's where I went. Good people, I went to a dark place for a moment. <laughs> Napa's a little conservative. I'm thinking in my head, what Jesus freak fucking parent set this little motherfucker up for this shit? <laughs> what fucking team am I on? Fuck you, you judgmental little bitch. I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to lock the front and back door. Start fucking donkey punching one of these little motherfuckers at a time. I'm going to fucking hop. <laughs> Thank you for the snort. I'm going <laughs> to hop in my scion, take two Spanish-speaking mijos with me. I'll be halfway to Mexico before anyone knows. One to translate, one for collateral. And then it dawned on me, he was talking about what school I went to. Each grade is broken up into two teams and they're named after colleges. So I'm like, oh, Aiden, what team do you think I'm on? And he's like, you're a bear. <laughs> Back row, amongst my people, you breeders, amongst my people, I am a bear. Corn fed, thick. Don't really have a neck, kind of hairy. So I'm laughing so hard, all 37 sixth graders think they guessed it. So they start jumping out of their seats. He's a bear, he's a bear, we guessed it. Mr. Max, a bear. I'm dying, so I go, you know what? 
I am a bear. And you know what? We're all bears. And you know what we should do? One weekend out of every summer, we should go up to the river, the Russian River area, actually, <laughs> with just other bears. And matter of fact, only bears lounge around the river, not do anything. We can be as lazy as we want to be. Just lazy bears lounging around the river. The other, the other sixth grade team, the Oregon Beavers. So I said, and absolutely no beavers allowed. They are wet, they're smelly, and they still all are wood. I have 37 sixth graders marching. No, beavers allowed. No, beavers allowed. I'm thinking in my head, this is so fucking funny. I'm going to lose my job, though. One of these little shits is going to have a gay uncle or an uncle's roommate at the party, and they're going to know. And I'm a good teacher, too. We cross curriculum. I, we spent the last 15 minutes taking measurements of each other for assless chaps in vests. <laughs> <laughs> that got a good chortle in the back. Thank you so much. My name is Etzel Mack. Have a good night. Slop on my knob, like corn on the cob. Check in with me and do your job. One more time for Etzel Mack, everybody. A wonderful, wonderful set. Holy shit. You guys ready for your next comic? I know it sounds rhetorical because I can hear you, but I can hear you. Are you guys ready for your next comic? That's right. Get the energy up for Brian Plum from Boston. Boys, let's run a train. Squeeze on my nuts. Lick on my butt. Where the fuck do we even go from there? I don't even know. Well, I don't know if I could be dirtier than that unless I jacked off on stage. I don't even know if that's. <laughs> I just sorry, that was fucking hilarious. I'm just like, oh man, this is gonna be fun, you guys. This is a uh, this is an intimate setting. This feels like an AA meeting in a in a recording studio <laughs> studio where we're all sex addicts. It feels like I don't know. This should be fun. I don't. I don't know. Let's get a texting right up front. That's always good. You made it one comic in. That's where your attention span is. You're like, yeah, I've seen one. I get what this is going to be. I understand. <laughs> you did. It's fucking hilarious. In the room, there's eight of us, and you're like, I can get away. I can get away with a tweet. I can do it. <laughs> your fucking face is lighting up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You seem like a nice guy, but your arms are crossed and you were texting. That's like comedy over two. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But then you, you have like an but then you have like a nice face, so you're just fucking with my fucking mental state right now. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> then your wife's got an open bottle of a giant bottle of booze. You guys are fucking partying right now. <laughs> but, but oh, is it is that water? Fuck me. All right, there we go. <laughs> it looked like champagne or something. That would have helped out the joke better. Instead, <laughs> you're just being healthy. That doesn't help anyone. <laughs> Shit. All right, jokes. We should probably do those. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I just feel like the problem with humans is just technology is getting too out of hand. Like, it just went up too quickly. We went from here, we went from here, and we just couldn't handle it. Like, there's no way that any guy in here should have a camera on his phone. There should have been a meeting. There should have been something that happened before. They should have taken all the dudes in a room being like, hey, Chris, what's the first thing you're going to do with the camera on your phone? <laughs> And then he would have been like, well, actually, it's funny that you mentioned that. I'm actually going to take a picture of my dick and send it to everyone. 
And that's cool. And they're like, even like now, everyone on my phone is getting a picture of my dick. Like, there should have been, Jesus Christ, guys, it's ringing, you're texting, Jesus fucking Christ, figure it out. You guys all the other, you fucking turn it off, man, Jesus. <laughs> what the, that's a, oh, oh good. It's such a, it's, oh no, I see what you, all right, relax, just shut the fuck up. All right, I have 10 minutes up here, I'm ruining it by fucking you guys, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's ringtone sucks too. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Sounds like birds fucking. I don't even know. <laughs> Sounds like <laughs> Jesus Christ. What ringtone do you want? I don't know. I want to make it look like hummingbirds are having anal right now. That's what I want to. <laughs> when do you want it to go off? Right in the middle of the show. I'm gonna do right in the middle. Well, at least have it go off like a few comics in. Nope, two comics in. Phones are gonna go off. Like one phone? No, everyone's phone is going off. All right, so we're talking about dick pics, I think. <laughs> but this is like, I just, there should have been something that happened. There should have been a meeting. Uh, this is when I knew technology was getting out of control. It's a little bit of an awry example I want to share with you. I read somewhere you can make a mold of your own junk and turn it into a sex toy. I think that's odd. It's like, oh, great. Now I could disappoint women without even being in the room. That's fantastic. <laughs> Can't wait to do that. That's going to be great for the old self-esteem. Because listen, I've never bought a sex toy as a chick. I've never been there. But I imagine no one walks in the store and is like, you know what, what I want, the five foot seven average Jew dick. I want that. That's, re that's really going to be awesome for both of us. The only dildo that makes you both cry. That's <laughs> You're going to take the black one every time. And that's really what this is all about, is positive racism. That's really what it's all about. I'm trying to bring the country together one black dildo at a time. I think that's... <laughs> That's the most ridiculous statement I've ever said in my life. <laughs> Bringing the country better by black dildos? What the fuck am I saying? I just traveled, traveled 3,000 miles to say this shit. What the fuck? This <laughs> is being interrupted by the fucking guy with the worst letter jacket ever. That's going to be. <laughs> but he's nice, so I don't know. I don't even. I feel bad for making fun of you because you seem like such a good guy. I feel like you read to your kids and shit. Like, this is fucking. <laughs> You like read encyclopedias in your free time? You, I can't get a read on. I feel like you're a banker or something. I don't know what's going on. I feel like you just fuck poor people over all day. <laughs> and you literally enjoy it. Literally, literally, like, what happened? I stole a million dollars, and then you, you and your wife high five. <laughs> you guys are different is what I'm saying. The point is you both fucked me is what you're saying. <laughs> Not in a good way. Not in a good way. But... All right, this is what I really want to talk to you about is uh, I've officially given up strip clubs and uh, that's been my big adult move this year. That's like the most mature thing I've done in four years. And then I did blow on a Monday, so it kind of ruined it. Um, you ever do a bad drug on like a certain day of the week and you just get sad? Like if you do blow on a Friday, it's like, well, you worked all week, you earned it. But Monday, off your own glasses, that's fucking sad. <laughs> That's just fucking the saddest shit I've ever done. And by the way, if there's anyone you want to keep an eye on, it's strangers you're doing cocaine with. Like, I'm just doing it, just losing my sight in front of strangers and just... Yeah, that's solid. That pretty much ruins the whole self-rehab I was doing. <laughs> anyway, so it's, I've given up strip clubs. It's been great. And here's why I've given up strip clubs. There's a story behind it. Uh, first of all, I, before I walked into the strip club, I had a stuffed nose. That's not a relevant story. That's not a relevant part of the story right now. But I, I wasn't feeling well. And my buddy wanted to buy me a lap dance, which is a good gesture. Until you don't get a chance to look at the girl who's going to give you the lap dance. Then it turns into this giant fucked up game of mystery. 
and then it just ends bad. And uh, so all of a sudden I see this wildebeest walking out of the shadows. It's going to get way worse, guys. I know you guys are, like, not big into shaming out here or whatever, but... <laughs> she was a fucking fat chick. I'm sorry. What the fuck? Can we not make fun of fat people? Food is the easiest thing to do right. I don't know what the fuck... <laughs> Just fucking eat less, all right? I don't want to hear it. Just fucking, we're going to make fun of fat people. That's what the 9 o'clock show is all about. I thought that's, I didn't think we were telling dick jokes. I preferred nine minutes of fat jokes. I'm just fucking with you guys. But I'm still going to finish the story because she was huge. That's what I'm, (laughs) (laughs) so this giant wildebeest of a human is walking toward me. It's more of a waddle, let's be honest. And um, she's waddling toward me and it's horrific. And I don't, and I'm trying to make up excuses on why, She's not the stripper. Like, in my head, it doesn't make sense, but I'm like, did someone order food? Maybe she works in the kitchen. I don't know. I don't really... And then uh, she keeps inching closer to me. I'm like, maybe she'll just take a hard left for no reason. I don't know. And then she sits on me, and I can't feel my legs, which is immediately a bad problem. And then in the weirdest stripper move ever, she takes out one boob, which is immediately horrific. Because you either should get no boobs or you should get both boobs, so one boob is going to be a problem. And her boob, what I can only describe, looked like a trash bag full of things. <laughs> like, like if you were to take, if you were to take a giant salami and stick it on a bag in front of a trash bag, that's what it looked like. And, and it's not a racist, and she was white. I just couldn't find it. it. It can be a white trash bag, right? We can be adults about this. I wouldn't make fun of a black fat chick. That's just wrong. I'm not a monster, guys. What the fuck? <laughs> So she takes out one boob, and uh, I'm like, what's she going to do with this one boob? I've never even seen that before. I know, I've never, and she cocks back with this boob. I'm like, what's she doing? Why is she going back there? I don't know. Oh, she, why is she doing this? And she starts hitting me with her boob. Like, literally, I'm getting beaten to death by a boob right now. My glasses go flying off. It's, she's doing boxing moves. She's going this, this, uppercut, this, this, uppercut. And then she goes to the she, This is the best part. She takes her boob, and it has so much, like, elasticity. She puts it on top of my head like the fucking, like, the Three Stooges. And I, my fucking, my uh, teeth bit my tongue, and I started bleeding. And uh, so this is the worst birthday ever is what I'm telling you. And uh, so then in the weirdest finale to a stripper move, she just sticks her boob in my mouth. I forgot to tell you guys, I don't know if I told you this, but I have a stuffed nose. And I I can't fucking breathe right now. And this is a fucking, I'm like, is this the way it's going to end? <laughs> Some glittery tit to the tonsil? This really the way I'm going to go right now? This is, I don't want that obituary. That's fucking horrible. Brian dies via glittery boob. That's going to be my... In Springfield, Massachusetts, that's where it's going to end? That's garbage. I'm going to tell you guys one last story before I go. And this one's actually, um, I'm actually not allowed to tell this in Massachusetts, so I have to tell this out of state. So it had a six-year limit, uh, statute of limitations on it. So it feels, it, I can't, it's illegal. I don't know if I, whatever. I can't tell you legally where it takes place, but it's not Six Flags, New England, Nagawa, Massachusetts. It's an amusement park. Um, when I was 18, I was a little bit of a booze bag, also in charge of their biggest roller coaster. And this is the entire story. So um, I decided, I decided, I decided to steal the Bugs Bunny costume and do a bunch of blows. Step one. <laughs> How every good story starts. You can't fucking not steal the Bugs Bunny costume and do a whole bunch of cocaine. And uh, so I'm, I'm like half an eight ball into the night. I've had th- like 20 beers. I'm having a good time. The years are up. It's a fun. It's a. It's a. It's a, it's a, it's a party right now. There's drugs on the Bugs Bunny costume. It's, it, Bugs is having a good time. And uh, so my shift was at 8 a.m. the next day. 
and uh, I don't want to be hungover for work because I'm a grown-up, so I just was like, I'll just drink all the way until work, like, a, like an adult. <laughs> and so I, sh I show up to work. Well, first of all, my friend tried to give me advice on how to get sober, though, just, just straight, straight up delusional. He just goes, hey, man, it's all good. Just take a mint. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's not going to help at all. I don't know. I'm just going to get a better smelling DUI. You're not even making sense. So I show up to work, and uh, I'm all fucked up in the Bugs Bunny costume. The first thing the guy says is, dude, you're not even supposed to be Bugs. I don't even know what you're doing here. And I go, I'm here to check into the ride. And she goes, you can't have facial hair. I'm like, there's cocaine on the costume. And you're yelling about my beard? I don't know what's happening right now. And then he, 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 she hands me a woman's razor and tells me to shave in a porta potty with no mirror. Just to, just to set the scene for you guys, I am now shit faced in a porta potty, dressed like Bugs Bunny, hammer drunk, on drugs, and trying to shave. <laughs> if you guys haven't been there, guys, it's fucking rock bottom. If you guys haven't been there, that's a, I gotta go to a meeting in a church basement. I don't know what's going on. But this is not the way you should live your life. But it's too late. I gotta just just make my way through the day. So I show up to work. I show up to the ride, and I'm so fucked up. I don't even know if I'm strapping people in the seatbelts at this point. I'm like, I'm like, I think it clicked. I don't know. I hope you make it back, but I can't be responsible for this right now. So I I black out. I wake up in the CEO of Six Legs office, who no one gets to see. He's like in an ivory tower, and then he's wearing a cape, which I think is uncomfortable. Um, you own a Fortune 500 company. You shouldn't be dressed like me. I don't know what's going on. But I, I blacked out, so I didn't know why I was there. So in my mind, I just got promoted. That's where I, that's where I came at it. I'm like, I get a raise, I get a team, I get stock options. Let's do this. He's like, Brian, you were shit-faced at work. You're not even supposed to be bugs. What's going on with you? I'm like, do I get, please tell me I get a team. And then they're like, you don't get any of that. You're, and then I see a group of cops behind me. Like, like way too many cops for the situation. And I'm just like, oh, they must be here to congratulate me on my promotion. <laughs> this is going to be awesome right now. And uh, they weren't at all. And uh, he, <laughs> that's not why they were here. And um, he just gets sick of my shit and he throws on a security camera, which he somehow has, just like on standby, clicks it. It's me passed out on the ride and it kept going and going and going and going. <laughs> Like an unacceptable amount of times. <laughs> and uh, I tell you that to tell you this. Um, so two years ago, actually this month, three years ago, I tried to go to the New Jersey Six Flags. And guys, I'm proud to tell San Francisco that I am banned from every single Six Flags <laughs> across the entire country. <laughs> on some fucked up no-fly list. You guys have been a lot of fun. That's my time. Thank you. Oh, yes. One more time for Brian Plum, everybody. All right, Green is not here yet, right? All right. Your next comic coming up to the stage, all the way from Tacoma, Washington, a host or co-host of the Boys Over Easy podcast. Check it out, LinkedIn, you know, iTunes and all that. Please give it up for Jess Everett, everybody. Jess Everett. I get hard after seeing you. How hard? Hard like a rock when you make that pussy pop. All right, uh, not a not a dirty guy. So I'm, I got some pee stories and some pooping stories <laughs> from my youth. A lot of pee and poop adventures. Uh, starting, I'll go chronologically through the life of Jess. Uh, so when I was young, like how how I don't know how old people are when they're still peeing the bed. That age, we'll say, like four maybe. 
Is that right? Anyway, uh, I had there's a quilt I wanted real bad, and it, it had like trucks and helicopters and planes on it. And my mom told me that if I didn't wet the bed for like a week, uh, she'd buy me the the quilt comforter thing. And so I did I, all week long. I didn't pee the bed, and then I got got the comforter, and then I just pissed all over that damn comforter. Pissed. I made up for the whole week. Like I was saving it, saving it. Saturated the thing. And I got to keep it, so. <laughs> and I used that pea stain comforter for another, like, eight years. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, and then the next time, uh, my brother was li- the much older brother. He was living with us, and I don't know what was going on in his life, but uh, too old for that. And he was in the shower peeing. Or, no, he was not peeing. He was in the shower showering. Uh, and so I didn't want to go in there. I had to pee. There we go. That's what, that's why those things are connected. Uh, I didn't want to go into the bathroom cause he was naked and I didn't, that was uncomfortable for me. I was just a young boy and him an adult man. Uh, and so I was in the living room alone for some reason, a lot of things going wrong in my life back then. But, um, there was, my mom had this big peace lily. Big, giant peace lily for years and years, much longer than I was alive, this peace lily had been around. And so uh, I I peed in her peace lily, and then it died like a week later. Or like it was like starting to die. My mom's like watering it and putting like miracle grow in there. She's like, I don't know what what happened to this thing. It was so healthy, and I did not tell her. (laughs) And then she died before I could, so, you know. (laughs) Uh, come on. <laughs> it's fine. Still dead, too. Gone forever. Uh, <laughs> and then another time after that, uh, she had a boyfriend at the time. That she was still alive then. Uh, had a boyfriend. Had a boyfriend, and he stayed the night, and he was he drew himself a bath. And he was like, does anybody need to go to the bathroom before I take a bath? I don't know what, why he was taking a bath in her home. Weird. But, um... I said, I, I do. I raised my hand. I don't know why. Uh, I went to the bathroom, and I got to the toilet, and this was, like, I guess I was old enough to, like, reach over the toilet. And I, I get to the toilet, and I'm looking at it, but then I look over at the tub. <laughs> Not today, toilet. And I got... <laughs> I went over to the tub and did not, I didn't just stand outside. I got into the tub for some reason. I stepped into the tub and then just let her rip all over his bath water. And then I, I got out, I kind of just shook my feet off a bit, went back into the living room and I said, okay, I'm all done. And then he goes in the bathroom and I hear him kind of like yell for my mom. And then she goes in there and they're kind of whispering and she says, Jess, you know, Upset with me. I was like, I don't know, rusty, rusty pipes or something. I couldn't, can't explain it to you. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know dirty stuff. Uh, and then another time I was in fifth grade and uh, the apartment I lived in had a balcony. We had it, we were on the second floor balcony and uh, we learned during the summer that we could climb up the post to the balcony and get up on the deck. And so we spent a summer doing that. And one time I was already on the deck and my friend was climbing up and I thought, oh. Uh, and so I peed on his face. <laughs> peed, <laughs> 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 peed, 
computer and he saw me like getting ready for it too and i think he like didn't believe what i was gonna do and he's like no and i'm like yes uh and he was like pretty close to the top too so there wasn't really much he didn't want to like just jump down uh so i'm peeing and he's like he screamed you know so he's like nah and i peed right in his mouth peed right in his dumb mouth and then he and then he fell and there was like couch cushions at the bottom of the post like in case he fell probably didn't plan on that happening though uh and so he he fell peed on and then launched just his little kid nuts right into the pool it was a whole whole thing that happened there that's all my pee stories. <laughs> uh, and then I, as an adult, I went camping once with some friends. And I brought a, I brought a hacky sack for nostalgia's sake. thought I'd bring a hacky sack. This was just a couple years ago. I used to play hacky sack when I was young. So I thought this will be fun. Uh, so my friend and I are kind of, we're drinking in the woods and we're, we're doing, you know, we're hacking just two friends having fun uh, hacking, and I realized that if you try to pay hacky sack and you are 30, life will tell you don't. (laughs) By releasing all of the tension in your don't poop yet muscles. (laughs) So we're hacking, and then I got serious a bit. And I said, I'm pooping. And my friend was like, well, just uh, like run to the outhouse really quick. And I took a step and I said, I cannot. I can't. This is happening. And we're like right in the camp, in our little campsite there. There's like a tent here, tent here, me pooping right right here. Uh, so he's like, well, just, I guess, go behind the tree or whatever. So I kind of scurried over to the tree and I leaned up against there and I'm pooping. And I'm like, I swear this has never happened to me. I don't... <laughs> I don't know what what the deal is. Uh, And I turn around, and, you know, I thought he'd be, like, laughing or pointing or something. No, he's getting, he's fumbling around looking for wet wipes for me. Good friend. Good friend. And I say, well, just toss them here. You don't need to see any of this. So he tosses them, like, five feet in front of me. So I had to, like, go over there and grab them. Then I had to carry my poop to the outhouse. And it was not like a soft poop. It was like a solid poop I took right in my dang pants. <laughs> How am I doing on time here? I got time for that. Like 11 minutes, right? Yeah, you have. Perfect amount of time. Okay, and then this is my last story. Uh, I was being really nice to my girlfriend the other night uh, with my mouth. <laughs> And it was pretty early on in the endeavor, but it was kind of like, it was heating up, you know, things are going just swimmingly. And uh, I, I looked up at her, and then she was already looking at me, and so we, we locked eyes. And I don't know if you've ever experienced, you ever experienced that in the act of love making you lock eyes with your partner? Oh, passionate, right? Hot stuff. Steamy stuff. Picante, you, they say, down south is what they say. Um... So we're, we're locking eyes, and then she starts, she pulls out the big gun, she starts doing one of these numbers, you know, she's like, oh, oh, and like with the string and them. She's pretty good at it, I'm not very good at it, I'm not doing it really any, any justice here, but she's doing that now, and then she starts flapping this about, you know, she's doing this, uh, you know, you, you like that? Uh, and I did like that, I did, oh boy, I said, you know. <laughs> Gee whiz, this is neat. 
Uh, so I got to return the flavor. I got I to, you know, back down to business. Got to start taking things seriously. Uh, so the eye contact breaks. And then just moments later, I start to feel that very same finger, that very wet, slobbery finger, just kind of plunge, you know? Uh-oh. About like, just like to the first knuckle, but still, oh, boy. Um, <laughs> takes a little plunge into my ear. Yeah. I was just as disappointed as you are. <laughs> Could have gone a whole nother way. Would have been just fine. You know, I hint and I hint. You ever, you ever just kind of like pop it out? And like, it's okay, you know. Don't be shy, I know who I am. <laughs> Some people tighten up when I bring up the butt stuff, but that's actually the opposite of what you want to do. You really want to... <laughs> <laughs> you want to loosen up the core, breathe, deep breaths. Uh, it's like, it takes some getting used to, you know. It's like coffee. You hate it when you're a kid, but boy, as an adult... <laughs> Sometimes it's almost necessary. <laughs> but not where she went. She went for the old ear. Gave me, gave me a wet willy. I, I stood right up. No, ma'am. <laughs> not today. Here I am down there doing the Lord's work. She's up top acting like a third grade bully. Give me <laughs> wet willy. What kind of shit is that? I think of funny stuff to do all the time during sex, but I'm a gentleman, you know? You know how many times I've wanted to blow air into her butt like a balloon to see how... <laughs> see how big I can get it, cap it off, and then just, like, scurry away? <laughs> but I don't, because I'm a nice guy. I don't do that. Anyway, I stood up, I left. Went and made myself a sandwich. That's the end of that story. Pull that shit on me. Delicious sandwich, though. Ate it all by myself. <laughs> Never saw her again. I don't know. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> That's all I got. All right, bye, everybody. <laughs> Holy shit. One more time for Jess Everett, everybody. God damn, what a weird guy. Is it just me, or does he look like Zach Wiseman without the drugs? Local reference only, but good job. <laughs> Stay away from that stuff, guys. You guys ready for your headliner? All the way from the big old New York City apple of our eye, Rebecca Rush, everybody. I definitely went too far, so sorry about it. Hi. <laughs> I got my uh, I got my IUD taken out a few months ago. Yeah, I just decided I wanted to be a more powerful witch. <laughs> I want to bleed on trees and shit. You know, and if you don't know what an IUD is, is a device they put in your uterus that stops you from writing abortion jokes. As I said earlier, I make my living off performing now, mostly oral. Uh, 
But I used to be a stay-at-home mom in South Beach right out of college. I married a man twice my age. That is the law there. (laughs) And I did not have a kid. (laughs) But I raised a beautiful cocaine problem. (laughs) And they cost the same amount. (laughs) Except mine doesn't bother me anymore. Maybe like once a year. Uh, And my pussy's still tight. Thank you. It makes my job easier. (laughs) But when I pick my nose, it's like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. I had a a vaginal dryness problem when I was married. It was so bad that I went to the doctor and they were like, Rebecca, you have to get divorced. All right, so this is something that I have not talked about uh, that's been going on in my life for like a year and a half. And four months ago, I got a sugar daddy. Um, Thank you. And that's just, which means I'm not a whore anymore. (laughs) Which means I stopped escorting. And like the whole time I was escorting, it was like, I want to talk about it. But then like a voice would be like, we'll talk about it when it's over. You know what I mean? Like it's just, just had to like, no, not yet. Like it was like a prison sentence where I got to buy new clothes. And (laughs) I, uh... Oh, and it was just so great because, like, I hate my mom so much. And my dad, like, left her for his secretary because we're from Connecticut. And, and like, she would call my stepsister the baby whore. She was, like, two years old. And now I just get to be like, who's the whore now, mom? Me. But um, I didn't get paid to have sex. I got paid to not call them after. And I... Uh, yeah, so now I just have ones. So I was like, oh my God, I'm not even escort anymore. But it was so fucked up. I was like, comic, I was horrible waitress, just the worst waitress you can imagine. And then I started waitressing in Chelsea, which is Manhattan's gay neighborhood. And I couldn't like, they didn't care about my boobs. And I was like, I need a new job where they give a fuck about my titties. You know what I mean? And I was just so sick of being broke. And then I met like all these like sex work. I met this girl and that's the thing about sex work is like you get mentored in and my mentor was fucked up. Her name was Juniper. That's not her real name or her escort name. (laughs) I don't know what her real name is. Juniper always wore vintage lace slips. Uh, She had a bush of armpit hair that smelled like a rotten papaya and under each and she had an emotional support bunny that was a real diva. So bunny was bad at its job. And I met her doing a sex worker play and I was like, just so sick of being broke. Then I went out to Chicago with all these comics and it was just like, I'm, I'm just sick of this broke life. So I got home and I got on Craigslist and seeking arrangements. And I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna work towards being good at whoring so I can get on the high end site and charge twice as much in a few months. And that was my plan and I did it, thank you. Um, and it was a lot of fun, but I started getting like so validated. I was like, I don't even need to do comedy anymore. You know, fuck this shit. Like they were so nice to me. They're like, we love your writing because I started a Tumblr because it's 2018. And they're so much nicer to me than any guy I've had sex with for free because like they're paying to have a good time. It's just like a comedy show. You know what I mean? They paid to have a really good time. And I remember I bought a Gucci purse and I felt fucked up about it, but then I was like, you know what? Before 1980, nobody had a Gucci purse they hadn't sucked a dick for. <laughs> and then the clients, my first client, one of my first clients, and I was in New York, right? And I, I am Jewish, but I'm Jewish. And it was like fr- Friday afternoon and they're freaking out that I'm late. And I'm like, what's going on? And then I get to this weird part of Brooklyn where there's no trains and I'm like, 
I walk in and this motherfucker is Hasidic. He has a Hasidic Jew. It's like the, with the corkscrews and they can't, they didn't fuck me through a sheet, but like, but that's like that kind of Jew, like hardcore, like I'm afraid of you. You're going to fuck me over and rob me because you're my landlord Jew. And I did get robbed by my Hasidic landlord, so I could see that. And, uh, but not this one. Anyways, he was such, he came in three pumps, but he was such a Jew. He got two positions out of that. <laughs> He made me turn over, so one more pump and like, ooh, so now we go home to Levka, you know? <laughs> That's how fucked up that branch of Judaism is, is it's like it's fine to fuck a hooker that you met on Craigslist as long as you do it before 5 p.m. on Friday. <laughs> You're good. Um, I had a client that was like totally normal, except that he laughed hysterically when he came. That's when I quit comedy for a while. <laughs> like, this is the best gig ever. Uh, um... What else did I want to say on this topic? Oh yeah, poor Vernon. Also, I don't have to have sex technically, so sometimes I just leave <laughs> like a boss. That's amazing. I feel kind of bad for that guy in Park Slope, but whatever, he wanted it. He just wanted like emotion. You know, that's not the story I'll go into. Let me tell you about Vernon, because Vernon showed up to me having seen many, many women before me fucked up. He came in, he's like this tall, and he's like, 57 is the number to beat. And I'm like, what are we talking about? That's how many orgasms the last escort he saw told him that she gave him. Vernon is hung like an acorn. <laughs> Vernon has like a dappled, long elephant trunk of a foreskin. Vernon has a dick that'll make your pussy swallow up the condom, like a bad Jay-Z song. And then you have to fish it out. <laughs> and then I have to do my job, which at the time was to be like, uh, 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 that's 80 Thor. You know, like just had to like keep going and Vernon would call me like once a month, he'd be like, I'm doing, he'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm not gonna be able to see you anymore because I'm gonna have a girlfriend. And I'd be like, oh, Vernon. I'll see you next month. <laughs> He'd be like, I'm running a marathon. I'd be like, and I just had 95 orgasms. <laughs> but the last time, this is why I fired Vernon. Um, I was going down on him. And, and it's nice to have a sugar daddy because I had to lick so many frogs balls. Um, but the thing about Vernon was I was licking his balls and he farted in my face. <laughs> I felt the warmth, like it just And then I raised my head, as you do, when a man has farted in your face while you were being so kind as to lick his balls because he paid you to. And, and I watched him take the same brain with which he's convinced I have 97 orgasms and be like, hey, could you get back down there? And I did, that was my job. Uh, that's the story of Vernon. <laughs> I don't like to talk about it in New York because all these comments are like, ooh, I'm so broke. And I'm like, ooh, I'm so going to Costa Rica. <laughs> Bye. I'm going to take a fucking hula hooping class. Bye, get away from me. Um, <laughs> I live in the West Village of Manhattan now, two blocks from the Comedy Cellar because why the fuck would you fuck for money if you weren't going to do that? And um, hi, guys. Oh, did we do something bad? Are we not supposed to be here? Do they have to walk through here to get to their house? It's like a railroad apartment. <laughs> oh, fuck. 
Okay, so I live in the West Village of Manhattan, which is my way of telling you that this stage is the size of my apartment. And I have more mice. I know. When I first moved in, I also have an alcoholic mom, so I think I'm crazy because she'd be like, that's not water in my, or that's not vodka in my cup, that's water. So now I'm like, ooh, the last lady spilled black rice everywhere. That must be the problem. The worst part about having mice, not one of them made me a dress. And my dog doesn't give a fuck about them at all. It's hard after the escorting thing, isn't it? Um, (laughs) But my poor dog, my dog, my apartment is so small, if my dog and I fart at the same time, we have to evacuate. (laughs) And my dog is the size of a baby, but he farts like a man. (laughs) Have you ever farted so bad in the middle of the night that you wake yourself up like multiple times? Like it's like a bad one night stand. Like the first time you're like, oh, you're real? And the second time, you're like, oh, you're still here. And then the third time, you're like, oh, I'm going to sleep on the couch. Fuck this. But my dog is always there when I'm fucking, and it's, like, not his fault. And when I was still escorting, if he, like, didn't like somebody, he'd pull all his toys out. So, like, whenever you got off the bed, it's like, <laughs> But a few weeks ago, I got the light, right? Oh, okay, cool. On demand. Um, <laughs> welcome to the tech industry. Uh, <laughs> My dog, a very nice gentleman was licking my butthole. And my dog straight winked at me. (laughs) He was like, that is also something I enjoy. (laughs) Thank you very much, I'm Rebecca Rush. Oh my lord. One more time for Rebecca Rush, everybody. And one more time for yourselves for being here in LA. One more time for Pam for hosting this uh, damn thing again. I'm Tommy McGuire. Thank you so much. Please get home safe and have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your night. If she don't, that's an ass so quick, so fast. I love getting my head blown. I love getting my nuts rubbed. I love getting my dick lit. I love getting my nuts up. I love getting my pussy ain't. I love when niggas see me masturbate. I love it when you nut out in my face. I love it, baby, but I can't stand the taste. I want some little bitch named Erica. Way back in the day, she had a jerry curl. I made her suck my dick on the Ferris wheel. Been thinking all my life, big player for real. I said, come on, girl, you're not supposed to be. It's me and you not supposed to feel our fantasy. Come on, come on, baby, won't you get the best of me? I smell pussy. When you get double D or the double stack, when the dose of the dick, she be doubling the back. See me, I've been known to shit on hoes. Oh yeah, it goes down. Come smoke with your boy, Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or... Hey yo, I'm gonna be a titter. 
That's all my eyes can see. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been laying, waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. Now I'ma start collecting props, connecting plots, networking like a conference. 'Cause the nonsense is yet to stop. Jake, shake me down. Haters wanna take me down, break me down, clap. All they heard was a sound. Yo, I scoped it out. I took your weak dream and choked it out. Your bitch don't really got no Coming ass. Coming to you from Mutiny Radio here at the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. He's back. We were here till two in the morning last night, but that wasn't enough for yeah. Alex G and Papa, all the way out of Boston. Uh, Brian Plum of Boston is also here. This is the Boston Boys listening to Gangstar. The Gangstar, baby. The only it's they're the only rappers Boston has. That's good. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we do our best. Not not a ton of music, and someone's gonna be like Benzino or some Benzino is is <laughs> of course he comes from Boston, like the only Italian rapper there ever was. Yeah, uh, he he once dissed Eminem and, and never came back from it. Yeah, can't do that. Always a mistake. Can't diss Eminem. No, even now, even now that he's lame, he'll still fucking kill you. He'll get you. Um, can I swear? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, excellent. This is a free speech. Beefs. It's so dumb. Like, <laughs> who's the biggest Bentley? Like, why are we doing this? Well, you know what's cool is that uh, rap is the only genre of music where there's beef. You know what I mean? Like, there's beef in other kinds of music, but they don't like, like Led Zeppelin wasn't telling the Stones to go that? fuck themselves in their socks. <laughs> if the Stones made a music video telling <laughs> Zeppelin to fuck off. Like... <laughs> That's why I fucked your bitch, Robert Plant. Like, yeah. <laughs> Never happened. Never happened. Have you guys no. ever heard the story about Led Zeppelin and the sharks having the girls have sex with the sharks? Yeah, sort of. Baby shark sex or something? I've, yeah. I've sort of heard. So Led Zeppelin was doing some weird shit back stole in the a day. Bunch of music allegedly, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like so much. Yeah, it's there. Are, there are songs that. Like, you'll hear it, and you'll be like, okay, I'm sure they borrowed from things, and that's kind of how all art so works. Are, but some of it's, sharks? like, really close to it. So, yeah. So, let's put the... Yeah, this the, is much more juicy. Yeah. So, well, first of all, like, Jimmy Page was banging 14-year-olds, like, the whole time. Yeah, I did know. He was yeah. a Satanist, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like, a, yeah, big Satanist guy. Big no into kidding. it, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Well, it's all selfishness, and he's like, I like banging 14-year-old girls. That's what I'm going to do. Bang, bang. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and then he became the senator of Alabama. It was incredible. But regardless... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, governor? I don't know how shit works. Um, that guy was too... Two points away from winning, and he's still. I, he I know, I know. Insane. Yeah, he was almost like, I'm gonna get a handy from a fucking 12 year old in the woods in Alabama. You know what's still funny? All win. he had to do was not do that, and he would have won by a landslide. <laughs> <laughs> like, all he had to do was not. Like the bar was so low, all he had yeah. to do was not touch a kid. Only not pedophilia. <laughs> That's all you had insane. to do, man. Um, but yeah, so Jimmy Page and the whole Led Zeppelin crew, they had groupies, and they, for whatever reason, made them, like... Have sex with sharks. I think they were staying at a hotel up in the Northwest that was, like, over a pier, and there was, like, water down below, and they, like, went fishing out their window or something, and they caught a shark, and they were like... (laughs) Let's make her fuck this shark. Oh man, <laughs> so that's that's how as far as I've. So what heard I want to know is like, did they did she fuck the shark or did they just like put the shark in her vagina? I think they probably just put like a shark fin in her vagina. Yeah, that was probably it. That's probably. Are there shark dicks? Like, do sharks have cocks? Sharks have dicks. Dolphins do. Do- I know that. That's a good question. I, I. Dolphins have dicks. Dolphins have dicks. Also, like, yeah, dolphins are extremely intelligent, and I know they're smart, but does that coincide with? Well, they're mammals. Well, they're probably less smart because of dicks. But they're, but it's, it's they're they have dicks because they're mammals because they're air breathing, water dwelling mammals. Yeah. They birth young from their little vaginas and they nurse them as well. They have boobies that make baby milk for the. 
It's one of yeah. the signs of being a mammal. There was like baby milk from the titties. I guess I read. I once somehow got uh, roped into reading an extremely long uh, dolphin erotica story online Ooh. because I spent a lot of time on the internet as a teenager and now. But it was on 4chan or something. You know, I cannot look at it. That's I was born from the depths of 4chan. If you what is? 4chan, I don't know what that means. To oh man, uh, this is a whole other thing we can get into. 4chan was like the fucking. Sounds deepest. like an Asian, like 4chan, like it's, vote 4chan, like it's like a. <laughs> it sounds like someone's high school like representative. Yeah, like, we created this for Chan. We yeah, did it for Chan. 4chan. 4chan. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's a fundraiser for Chan. Um, it was so it's like the deepest darkest corner of the internet and it was just like this terrible place it's still it's still there where you'll go on and you'll read some of the funniest shit you'll ever ever see and then also some of the most fucked up shit you'll ever see a lot there's a it's lot all of reading is it's not pictures it's just reading oh there are pictures there's pictures mostly pictures you do not want to see uh, yeah i don't want to see um and so i won't i won't go into detail but it's disgusting and so is it is it pornish is it it is beyond pornish it is it's like past fetishism it's it's it, yeah, it's the most extreme fetishes they can find right uh, there's a rule on 4chan and are they curated somebody like curates the most weird they're like they're like foot you like feet fuck you that's not <laughs> weird enough that's nothing no they, they like some... go and they like dig it up they like find the weirdest fetish porn they can and they have, post it do you think those guys have beef within the fetish thing <laughs> <laughs> the just, fetish community yeah, you like feet pussy <laughs> <laughs> they have rapper beefs with each other that's so funny that's so funny <laughs> uh, they have inner porn battles <laughs> They make videos of fucking just calling out their... The bulls dissing the cucks. Yeah. The cucks, the cucks are uh, um, bragging about... It's like the creepiest West A rapper story. cuck would... It would be an opposite thing where you know how rappers are always talking about how they fucked your bitch? Yeah. He'd be bragging about how you fucked his bitch. Exactly. <laughs> you fucked rapper. my bitch. Yeah, you, you fucked my bitch, foot. you fat motherfucker. Not yeah. as good as I fucked your bitch. Put so, yeah, but, fucking or something. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. But, so, all right, we got into 4chan and then dolphins. So okay, I, I want to know about this 4chan. Word. So you read dolphin porn on 4chan, yeah. and it was the most disgusting, Well, it was, vile. It wasn't the most disgusting thing on 4chan. Actually, as far as things on 4chan go, it's probably one of the least disgusting. 4chan is an interesting community because everyone who posts on 4chan has to be anonymous. There's no other website like that. Oh. So it incentivizes everyone to just be their worst self, because and you see some interesting anonymous. stuff. Um, but so, yeah, I read this story on 4chan about, uh, this woman who she lived, she was, she was a scientist and she was supposed to live amongst dolphins for like an extended period of time. Kind of like Jane, what's Jane Goodall with the monkeys. Right. With the apes. Exactly. And so she lived in a house with dolphins for months. A house? Like yes. on the sea? Yeah. So what they would do, no, they lived in the house with her. So they would fill... She'd have water going up to like her waist all the time. What? At all times of day. Yeah. And she would live with the dolphins and they would, they would hang out together. And, uh, I'm sure she was sleeping in a dry room, like upstairs or whatever, but she <laughs> lived even. in this, yeah, basically <laughs> this little aquarium with dolphins. And what she found was that the dolphins, uh, would just bug her to get hand jobs all day. What? They would just, yeah, they just, they just rub up against, they just rub their big dolphin dick up against her. This is a made up fiction story, right? This is no, not a, this is a real story. No, this is a real thing. This is a real thing. Also, their cocks are like 13 inches long. And I think they're razor sharp. I don't know. I, you'd have to, you'd have to Google that. But anyway, she. With sharp giant cocks. <laughs> yeah. So basically it was just this thing where like, uh, you know, they go in and they're like, wow, this is going to be an amazing experience where we discover what society would be like if we integrated other sorts of beings that had consciousness. And really they just 
they just want hand jobs. Like they just want to get <laughs> That's jerked what they discovered off. after everything. Yeah, they were like, yeah, everyone everyone likes hand jobs. Well, you know? but <laughs> it's I mean because dolphin a dolphin hand job has to be even worse because they have fins. Like right. they don't have like the they don't have opposable thumbs and they know it. They're smart enough to know how yeah. inferior they are to us. Yeah. And that's why they want to enslave us for our hands to get hand jobs. It makes absolute <laughs> so perfect funny. sense to oh, me. Oh, absolutely. They're smart enough to know that I mean, can you the imagine thumb could allow for a better hand job? <laughs> They're like, they they're know. sitting around like, dude, that thumb could be serious. I mean, how annoying would it be to have this, this big old dolphin cock hanging there? No thumb. No, no thumb. Thumb. No no thumb. Can't fucking jerk it off. You can't even reach it. Same with elephants. Giant penis. Can't jerk off. T-Rexes. Awful. I mean, it's going on forever. Absolutely. Did T-Rexes have cocks? I don't know. I assumed. Do reptiles have cocks? Well, now that they've Is decided that dinosaurs <laughs> came from, well, that birds and reptiles are the same thing. Yeah. So I think they lay eggs like snakes oh, yeah. and birds oh. right yeah no that's fair so they yeah. don't really have dicks they have a cloaca ah yes the cloaca yeah. i spend my whole adult life thinking dolphins don't have dicks and t-rexes do have dicks <laughs> my world has just mind-blowing <laughs> i have this is like it's like finding out the matrix is real or some shit learning so much mm. just life-changing learning yeah. here anyway i'm a clean comedian and uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> never talk about dolphin dicks. No. I had beef with a comedian once because I wrote a joke years and years ago about mm. dolphin snuff porn uh, and about sticking your dick in that blowhole and like kind of riding it or whatever and being yeah. like, it's all great and fine until you realize it was a snuff porn. Uh, and he was like, dolphin snuff porn, dolphin snuff porn. Everybody knows I've been talking about dolphin snuff porn. <laughs> <laughs> He got indignant about my. I was like, I swear to you, I did not write that joke because you. No. I never heard you say anything about it. Well, can and you imagine if of all the part. jokes you could steal, you're like, I'm going to steal this hyper specific yeah. thing from another comic in San Francisco. You know what about my dolphin. act needs dolphins, <laughs> <laughs> more in bit. I just there's something. There's a puzzle piece in this jigsaw comedy. You really put like, a bow on it. Like that's yeah. fucking ridiculous. Okay, this present is almost wrapped. It just needs the fucking bow of dolphins, not porn. <laughs> Oh my god! He's, that's how that guy walked around. Yeah. He's like, Pam's doing my dolphin snuff, <laughs> and I need to get that back. So. Oh my god! How would you handle that if, like, if a comic? Because what you'll see a lot is parallel thinking, right? Two people come up with the same joke, and sure. then you just talk about it. And you're like, oh, you know, I kind of do something like that. So, you know, I'd, I'd prefer you didn't. But if someone was like really stealing shit, like a Carlos Mencia situation, that's the only dude I can think of who was bold enough to just actually steal shit the word for word yeah can you imagine that and you you see it a little bit like people will come try mics sometimes and they'll just use a bit that they saw or like yeah um they used it in a show recently um, the marvelous mrs Maisel. she thinks that her husband is a real comedian and she's going every night to him she's like you got laughs on that you got laughs on that yeah. and she doesn't know about comedy and then she hears a bob newhart album <gasps> and she's like you are stealing his this is bit for wow. bit and he's like everybody steals she's like no they don't no nobody th i and it's like a whole crux of the oh, wow. That's a whole crux, and it's set in 1958 when like Lenny Bruce was around and all these other things. And yeah. she's, and they're saying like, no, wow, people I heard don't. that's great. It is a really good show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's for super feminist and totally not realistic at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, in 1958, super yeah, feminist. Yeah. I don't know how on point. Exactly. That's why it's like that would never happen. You, you beat your wives when they say things like that. You know? Come on. Are you kidding me? Um, but it was their direct jokes. Doing, I'm doing a new show, a new produced show, and. Tell me if you guys like this idea. I'm going to call it Carlos Mencio's Jokey Okey. And so it's 
I'm going to get a couple people from the audience to know ahead of time and to pay to be able to do like a Bill Cosby set and I'll have yeah. it all printed out or to do like Sarah Silverman or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, or Dane Cook, whatever shitty, uh, sure. you know, early thousands comedian they want to do. Dimitri Martin. <laughs> Not I mean, they're great, but everybody, you know no, what I, I mean? You. It's like, yeah, okay. But everybody, so that, but then for the comedians that are on the show, they have to write their set out and switch with another comedian. Ah. So you actually do someone else's jokes verbatim, but it's not you doing them. Yeah, we did, we did that once. We got super fucked up at UMass once. And oh, did I remember that. Jokes. Oh my god, and, I forgot and, and about that. We ended that. up because we were all fucked up on drugs, and we did we did each other's material in front of each other. And I think we what we found out, which is interesting, is we're still putting our own twist on it. Yeah. Oh no, it yeah. absolutely happens. Which, no, which is a even cool when it's thing verbatim. I recognize because then we actually got a lot out of it because he added something to my joke that I couldn't, and vice versa. So it's, it's actually cool. I mean, we were annihilated drunk. But yeah, yeah, we were. I mean, more than drunk. There were. But fun. anyway, it was yeah. yeah, we were fucking. It was it was fantastic. It was such a good exercise where that's something that I've really started doing the last like couple of years. Idea, yeah. That's a really but good idea. But calling it Carlos Mencios. Jokey okay. So it's like cuz we're not even stealing his name. We're basically stealing his name. <laughs> like it's like I'm being cheeky about that's it. Like fine. steal everybody's jokes. And he's probably like around here sometimes still, right? Sort I don't of. know. The only one who kind of around is Chappelle. Yeah. Every once in a while and Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome yeah, that's cool. Well, it doesn't stop in here. Jesus Christ, if you did, I'd be like, I need to get an Instagram now. <laughs> well, I don't know Although what that I'd means. I'd like to remind me, I want to talk to you about a drop-in for tomorrow, possibly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It. We it's have, one. there's some, um, open spaces on the, on the, know, on the Flavin. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it says open space and we'll see. And we can even smush oh, people together. We can add people to shows. All we have to do is just cut other people's sets. It's fine. <laughs> fine by me. Yeah. No, yeah. he's super funny. But anyway. Um, that's a cool idea for a show. Thank you. I like that a lot. I try to be themey, you know, because yeah. I figure like, well, my like girlfriend it. was so thrilled that I was on a cat's show. She, <laughs> she was like, were there cats on the stage with you? And I was like, ah, I wish. yeah, we'll let her sure. think this. Yeah. I want, there is a show in Boston where they bring in, um, uh, therapy animals. And cool. so the comedian gets to like hold a cat <laughs> on stage awesome. or a puppy. And like, you know, there's a part of me that's like, Phew. <laughs> yeah okay stand-up's supposed to be gritty but also like i would love to do that yeah. Yeah. So, so the question is when you hold the little puppy do you still do the, the dolphin snuff horn <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Imagine that just as you're the, holding the dolphin just, cock just <laughs> saying the worst thing while holding the cutest animal would make me laugh that's so funny I, I the have, dog just gets hard i have all kinds of jokes about masturbating with my cat and and <laughs> so to hold a cat while doing them would be Perfect. I can't imagine anything better. I mean, yes. Love cats so much. No, I, I would have brought my cat, but he's so old now, and he yeah. would just be like, why am I here? How old is he? I think he's like 16 now. Oh, okay. He's starting yeah. to look it, though. You remember yeah. Spike? Spike's the best. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not fat anymore. He is a skinny dude. He got old. Yeah, that I happens. I hate it when it man. happens to cats. I found out the cat that we adopted, we thought he was three. He's old. We were like, it's a find out. Actually, me and my friends, we adopted this cat. And uh, he ended up becoming my family's cat. And we named him Daryl Strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> and so my family, my parents who are in there at home that has tags that, that say Daryl Strawberry on them. And they don't know why. They don't even know who that is. Uh, <laughs> That's so funny. They, how could they not know who Daryl Strawberry is? My dad, is? like, might sort of. I 
mean, it was. Hey, uh, we go. he made it. Yeah, um, hey, grab the microphones from the stage and drag them out. That one ben, doesn't. Uh, that that one doesn't work. You have to drag it from the stage and walk around. Sorry, you have to keep trying. Ben is joining us. Yeah, uh, yeah. The roast of Jesus is up at five o'clock. We're gonna. Oh yeah, I can turn those on too. There you go. Are we still on podcast? There you go. Oh, so you have right to uh, use for the, first time. the decoy mic when someone comes in here you really don't want on the show. Oh, it's just the decoy mic? Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pam talk, has a decoy mic in the studio. It doesn't work. Well, it, it went out, and I just haven't had time to diagnose it. But grab a grab microphone, but you can grab it and walk around just like last night or whatever you like or not. Yes, and espousing the beauties of cold brew to uh, Brian Plum. So cold brew is better because you don't use hot water and there aren't as many acids that you pull from the bean. Wow. You still get the flavor of the coffee without all the acid in your stomach and all that stuff. Yeah, so you, it's really easy to do at home. If you have a French press, just put the coffee in a little bit more than you normally would and then put your water in and then stick it in the refrigerator overnight. And then in the morning, you press it down like a French press and it works. Wow. 12 hours. Yeah. That's it. And it's all you do, water, coffee, cold in the refrigerator. It's not it's rocket fantastic. science. But it, my, they make it and it's, you know. Yeah, my tasty. roommate, uh, well, first of all, I, it's, at home I save a ton of money by uh, just buying cold brew at the grocery store. And then I wake up in the morning and I just pour myself a cup of coffee. And it's way less time consuming also because you don't have to like make uh, fucking everything. However, my roommate, Charlie. You puzzled it, dude, MacGyver. You puzzled it. <laughs> this dude makes makes us cold brew he makes a homemade jerky he brews his own beer he's figuring <laughs> he it out hard cider uh Boston ben's in the to house. Set up his gear right now ben's not very good with av equipment so it's it's a tough thing for him it's an inside joke thanks for the trolling job alex how hi everybody he's, a, he's the av What's guy up, man <laughs> I, I am an av guy in the day day right now i'm having difficulty running a cable about 10 to 15 feet so it's kind of 0 for one in the I mean, basics in of my job to do, <laughs> do it in front of a picture of jesus so it's very difficult. yeah christ is watching us there's a there's a picture of jesus looking at us and let me tell you i've never felt more comfortable yeah. I've never i'm just honored that you guys have a picture of me <laughs> <laughs> thank you willie mays is here by the way so brian you don't know willie hey what's uh, up man? willie this is brian he's, Hello. A, he's a comic hey, nice from you, uh, boston and uh <laughs> Willie Mays was the hero last year for the citizens' arrest. I don't know if you oh, heard that story. Dude, he's that the guy. guy. He's the fucking guy. Yeah, dude, yeah. That story's fantastic. Yeah, it's, that's it's, why they have my picture here. Willie looks like Jesus. It maybe is. What a uh, what a story that is. That's fucking amazing. Oh yeah. If you guys uh, if you guys want to look it up, you can look up. Um, Alex Jampapa, Ben Quick, Mutiny Radio uh, on YouTube, and there's a story that we tell from last year about uh, <laughs> all of us performing a citizen's arrest on a guy that was hitting a woman on the streets of San Francisco. Um, That's just insane. It was it was the craziest thing. So check it out. It was sweet. Um, no, I got the I got like the deposition from that later because I saved the 911 tape, and I think they charged it the other way around eventually. It was her fault. She was charged with battery because yeah. she scratched the shit out of him. Yeah, because they, they what? because they decided that he got attacked. He? Like in the, the way that it read, I think I was reading. It, I was like, I think they I think San Francisco is just really that progressive. I'll <laughs> <laughs> well, charge a woman with hitting well, a man. Be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, uh, it's and and with in in all honesty, like there was a certain point where we were like. Uh, we were like holding the dude back because that's what society has trained us to do. We're like holding the dude back, we're like, "Don't hit the woman," and she's just like slashing the shit out of his face. And we're like, "Maybe we're just helping these women beat up these guys." Because like, <laughs> <laughs> like they definitely started the fight. <laughs> oh, absolutely. 
Absolutely. But they at did. the same time, like it yeah, was. Women deserve a winner too, you know. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Especially if it's wrong, you know. If they're in the wrong and they still win. Oh, it like definitely yeah. like I'm wow. not upset about the outcome at all because yeah. I think it's, that I so <laughs> got what he asked for. Well, I don't get in fights because I have a fear of the law. I'm afraid that I'll get charged with something. Yeah. <laughs> Try not to make it physical. Well, people don't realize. Like uh, I'll tell you this. Um, the the Nazis probably came here too, right? After yes. Charlottesville. They tried to bait us and we yeah. would not take it. That's good. We would not take the bait. What everybody said they were going to do is the take their dogs and themselves and um, go poop in Chrissy Field the morning <laughs> of. So when the Nazis came to be like, we're standing here in Chrissy Field and we have a right to do so, they'd have to stand in like a bunch of human and That's dog hilarious. shit. That's hilarious. So, Pam, why is it that, because we were talking about that earlier, why isn't the Nazis wouldn't just come and poop themselves? Like, we were talking about that yesterday. You can poop on the street in San Francisco legally. So I think if I'm waging war on your city, I'm just going to come here and take a shit in your, in your, like, your street. That, that would be in your that sidewalk is a way. San Francisco's solution was like, you guys, we got to poop our way out of this problem once again. <laughs> Did you know? Like, I don't, I, why are they no, making their dogs do this? Like, why are they making their dogs do this pooping? Like, just be men, do it yourselves, make a statement and go home or else I don't respect you coming into my city. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great it's a great protest I mean the well, Occupy movement <laughs> the Occupy movement did deal with a lot of shit and I mm. feel like they could have been more um, they'd be listened to even more if they would have actually taken a shit like if we all went to a Wells Fargo and took yeah. a shit and we were like this capitalist <laughs> totally. structure needs to be cr- crumbling and we all like what yeah. are they I mean I mean I'd be like hey I'm not I'm going to a different bank I think like, yeah, I want to get a transfer immediately <laughs> Um, When the Nazis came to Boston, first of all, very funny, because we had a different approach, because it's Boston. They left because (laughs) we were too mean. This dude, Peter Martin, does a great bit about it. He's like, we're so mean here that the Nazis came and then left because we were too mean to them. We were, dude. Like what did fucking, you do? Pull their hair and call them names? Well, like, what first, you? Why, it, it comes up because there were just like 12 of them in a gazebo and there were just thousands of Bostonians around them just screaming, fuck you! Like, just for hours and they're like, all right. So they were like stuck in a gazebo so there's like a sea of people around yeah, them they and they're in the gazebo them. and they're like, we can't get out! Yeah. But they, did they have their robes on? Their fun little... Pointy robes. Yeah, they had they had shit on. They had they had all their the costumes are just darling. I yeah. mean, a lot of well, time and effort, and a lot of women are sewing a lot of things to mm-hmm. make those patches, and they look like you know preacher robes or whatever. <laughs> Absolutely. And so all these uh, specifically Boston comedians, very liberal ones, were like, when the Nazis get here, we're gonna punch them. This was a big debate. Punch a Nazi. Yeah, punch a Nazi. Can you punch the Nazi? I'm personally on the side that you shouldn't punch the Nazi because, one, uh, that doesn't make the Nazi go away. You know what I mean? That doesn't you, get rid of the problem. murder the Nazi, in which case they kind of go Yeah, away. but then the, he's a Nazi <laughs> martyr, and the Nazis, true, you know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's an issue. So, like, uh, and, and on top of that, you know, it's all these guys that I love to death, but there's no way any of those comedians know how to throw a punch. Oh, right. Without, you can't put your thumb inside. No, you can't. Also, You'll when you punch someone, thumb. people don't know this. One, uh, they can get, like, seriously hurt. It's not like Batman where you punch them and they, like, get knocked out indefinitely like they might be brain damaged forever you might get charged with something because you punched a nazi on top of that it hurts your hand right to punch someone yeah they don't know this they definitely would hammer punch i'm doing the punches now sure 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 yeah that's it easier that you can get more strength that way that makes sense yeah sideways thing now you got to do the knuckles otherwise it won't hurt them Hmm. but the point being like don't go punch someone if you've never punched anything right 
The postman that's has actually his, postman, I think baby. that he has a t-shirt that says Whatever. that don't punch anyone unless you know how to punch. Yeah, that's totally what it is. Yay. Come over here. Come over here. Jump in here. What's happening? There's posts in the building. Good day. What did I miss? Thanks, Pam. What do okay. we cover a lot of ground? I feel like. Yeah, yeah, I think we've covered. Well, there's something that I've wanted to bring up, but I wasn't sure if I could. Uh, ben Quick is. Oh, I'm on vacation. He's on vacation. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what <laughs> we're calling it now. I'm on yeah. vacation he's right on a, now. He's yeah. on a trip. Yeah, I'm on a journey. Let's say he's on a trip right now. Currently on the podcast. Well, we're happy for him. We're yeah, man. We're yeah. Going, he honestly doesn't We've, seem uh, that we, different. We walked around the uh, the mission for like three or four hours today. We uh, we got ice cream. We saw a man with Trump tattooed on his ass, and we um, <laughs> no, we're gonna go right past that. And uh, we saw a lot of good stuff, and now we're here. Uh, we uh, don't really recall much of the details. That's good, man. So like like hypothetically, if you put a stamp on your tongue earlier today, was it like half a stamp or a full stamp or like two stamps or like? Like stamp a piece, like a stamp, a stamp. Like yeah, put a stamp on. Okay, that's yeah. good. How's it going? It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, good. Good level. Yeah. I mean, it's good. not going to be a good comedy set later, but it's you know really good, <laughs> really really good right now. Yeah. <laughs> Frankly, you seem less crazy than usual. I think that's, this might be your thing. It's the most kind of, mellow I've heard you in days, that's man. What I'm <laughs> yeah, I didn't see is, a difference at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this is. Just, I think it's just proof that sometimes a little brain damage can help. No, oh, yeah. There's some people, it's like, you just got it. If we could just dial you from 10 to 7, we could maybe handle you. <laughs> but without There's that so muzzle, like man, that. like, yeah, absolutely. Whew, this is a lot of work for all of us. I know. I know. That's how I live And then you, uh, you, get, you get brought back to earth, and it's like, oh, okay, we're going to manage this now. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Chris, what have you been up to today? Uh, so, it's uh, Yoja. Yeah, yeah, we did. Chris Post and I have done yoga twice together in the last two days, which is not something that we ever pictured... No, no. together. Alex, if I ever envisioned uh, us uh, doing, doing something just the two of us together, it would have been like railing, like, you know, like yeah, blow hey, off a toilet seat or, a or something probably. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the two. Absolutely. absolutely. I mean, you can do both, guys. You before you guys. Yo, yeah, before you guys go any farther, I want to say the punchline to the joke of you guys walking into that Korean church looking like you're going to be there for an AA meeting oh, is that yeah. you're trying to find yoga. Yeah. <laughs> That's your punchline if you tell I that know. story. You know, no, I'm trying to find the yoga class. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It, it's, oh, yeah. It, it, man, everyone here is so wild. Like, it's so weird. I, every, 99.9% of the people here are amazing. And then there's this 0.01. Like, I've met three people I don't like, and they are, like, the worst people. Absolutely. <laughs> I saw, like, a woman get thrown out of a Starbucks this afternoon. Really? I, I was going to, yeah, like, so. What did she assume? A gender? Can we, we can curse. And all that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so no, she comes out of the bathroom and she was like, "This is a fucking shithole. You guys ought to be fucking ashamed of yourselves." She was like, "That bathroom is a fucking disgrace." <laughs> I'm going on the sidewalk. Like, What's well, the whole juxtaposition of it all? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. someone like trying to start a brawl at a Starbucks. Like, did she have a case? What's up? Did she have a case? I, I didn't use the bathroom. I was yeah. like, I'll take her word for it. Star I mean, we, we had a weird thing. We, we, yeah. we walked past the the human rights campaign. Yeah. There was the name of this place, and we were just trying to pee. And we like, looked in, and they are like, think they have a bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> we looked in, and it was like, no. <laughs> no, this is the campaign for human like, rights. But, yeah. they defend no bathroom. But, no, but, no, you cannot pee. <laughs> you cannot pee in our hair. realistic here at the fucking... <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> that's definitely not one of the human rights we're fighting for. Yeah. <laughs> we should explain the, the Korean church thing, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, Alex and I uh, had an Airbnb over by Golden Gate Park, and uh, uh, it was a, a punch code instead of a key, and uh, they didn't give us the right punch code at first. So uh, we went to a, a Korean church across the street just to get charge out of the our, rain. Get out of the rain. It was pouring, and uh, just charge our phones because yeah, we hadn't really settled in anywhere yet. We're, we're, both our phones were almost dead. And um, this guy comes up to us and he just goes, uh, hey, you guys stick around for dinner. We have one for, you know, our, our recovery. You guys here for the recovery group <laughs> dinner? And we just kind of look at each other and it was like, no, we're not. But I can see where you got that. Yeah, like, we super yeah. look like we should be. Yeah. Maybe we should be. Yeah, but like- absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was so funny because we even told him, we're like, no, nah, we're just like hanging out for a second. He was like. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever you say. Okay. Yeah. This is your witnessing rock bottom. Yeah. Yeah. When you're ready to admit your problem, you can. Right. Come on, <laughs> he comes back up. Like you guys decide yet? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. A guy walked in. What's up? What's up, guy? A guy. A guy. Here we go, guy. So what did I miss? Uh, just someone want to give me a, a quick bullet, like a bullet yeah. point or anything? We uh, we talked a little bit about. Well, you walked in like a minute after these two. Yeah. So they just had just gotten here. Me and Plum were talking about. A slew of things. We talked a little bit about. Uh, we talked mostly about uh, jerking off dolphins. It like came up a lot. That's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah okay. it totally is. Dolphins have dicks. Dolphins have dicks. Did you know yeah. that? Sure. Yeah. Dolphins have like big veiny throbs. But you know what's sad? I learned that from South Park, though. <laughs> so, oh shit, yeah. that was in South Park too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I didn't learn it from like being like you know like <laughs> studying at aquariums or any, <laughs> any noble reason or anything like that. Yeah, it's like like you ever like learn something smart, but for all the dumb reasons. Like I can quote Winston Churchill like chapter and verse, but I learned it because uh, Iron Maiden used to like put a, like his quotes on their records. So like funny. yeah, so fair though. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's hilarious. It's a way to make it fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like shitface uh, Shakespeare, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. like a show in Boston. I'm not even sure what they do exactly, but I think they get shitfaced and try to do like scenes from Shakespeare. Mm. That's gotta be hard like, too, because what's it called, iambic pentameter, or, or how Shakespeare? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and there, there's like a rhythm, and it's very yeah. yeah and I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't read it well that. sober, so more power to those no. people. <laughs> Craziness. Yeah. Um, so what? Uh... Let's see it. He's gonna escape. Can't find his coffee. Oh. Ben. Yeah. Did he bring it? Jeez, I thought he'd be fucking going nuts. He's, he's really, he's really way well, less nuts dude. than normal. He's been hanging out with me. I'm a pretty chill person, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's you know? gotta be it, dude. That's, that's gotta be it. <laughs> Willie is the most chill guy ever. It's it's fucking absurd, honestly. He's I was, so chill that he, Ben's fine. I used. <laughs> I just really appreciate the confidence you had in me. I really. I really yeah. yeah. <laughs> I uh, I used I used Willie as an example yesterday of someone that I'm very jealous of. Because Willie's able to exist and it seems just be content. You seem like genuinely happy, which is very rare. Like, are you, are you in a good place? Like on a consistent basis? Uh, I would say yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ, Jesus, yeah. fucking totally freak of nature. Over here. I like moved to San Francisco and just got lucky. What do you? How would you mean lucky? Well, it seems like you have a job that you enjoy. I have a, a job that's that like. okay. I have a really yeah. cheap apartment. And that's just the, hang out with all artists. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And so you have no desire to like, do you have a desire to like do a, a different thing? Or like, are you just enjoying yourself here? Um, right now I'm just chilling. Good. Yeah. So is your dream, is your dream to just like enjoy yourself? Um, 
the best. Yeah, I guess Sickness so. This is fucking crazy. Enjoy my mel- enjoy myself, but like with over time, with slightly more money, you know. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's gonna happen. That's all you expect. Like I'm not trying to work hard enough to become a multimillionaire, you know. Like this is pretty nice. Next year, if I had a little bit more, like cool, you know. This stays the same too. Like all right, maybe next year. That's so. That's the perfect track. If I had just slightly more. It's like it's, it's been slowly working for years, guys. If you ever come out with a comedy album, it should be called Slightly More Money. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I mean, you get a little bit more every year. Just, just crawl up slowly. Now I see why Ben's fine. I feel good about myself now. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. That's an impression. See, you think I'm fine. Yeah, yeah you look fine. I, I don't know what's going on in your head. Yeah, Here's the thing. My, my face has been stuck like that. Like, it's been a weird trip, right? So, like, I've had a really good time on a lot of it. Most of the time has been excellent. And then there's been some times, like, micro clouds. I'd call them, like, moments where you just go on a little tailspin and then you have to correct the plane and keep it in flight. <laughs> right? Because you're on a vacation and and sometimes you start to dive a little and you pull out of the stall. And you You've go, been okay, watching too many of those documentaries. Well, listen, man. It's, it's a damn good metaphor. Follow me here, okay? Yeah. And what I'm saying is in those moments, I'm pulling myself out of these going, all right, I got to, I got to. I'm able to do that, but like you don't. The whole time when I'm going to those places, my face is still stuck with a shit-eating grin. <laughs> so everyone that looks at me is like, "Wow, he's doing great." And meanwhile, the whole inside my brain's like, "We're about to crash this plane," <laughs> and no one has any idea. It's <laughs> going down, but my face. <laughs> my face is just stuck like this. <laughs> How are you guys doing? <laughs> that is sweet. I'm fine, by the way. That's the, don't worry. Yeah, I think a lot of people are like that. Who are constantly smiling? It's definitely it's a mask. Well, <laughs> do you know, like it's it's funny. I think that like uh, I've I've always sort of wanted to do a bit about this, and I haven't figured out how to word it. It's it's crazy that like like they'll ask you, have you ever had suicidal thoughts? And if you say yes, then like you're considered insane, and they'll like they'll like take you to a place and try to take yeah. care of you. But it's like it's actually crazier if you've never had suicidal thoughts. <laughs> like if you've never even thought about it ever. What's actually crazy is if you're happy all the time. Sure. Like you should lock that person. Those up. are the people that snap, and you know. Exactly. Yeah. Also, impossible. Sure. Impossible. Sure. There are definitely people who are like so well, so nice. You're just like I don't trust you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I mean Bill Burr had something about that. Like yeah. he ever wanted to kill yourself? It's like no, my life doesn't suck. I just don't want to go to the DMV today. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he talks about the fucking. Uh, yeah, it's like the, the next. Fi- it's like the next five hours of my life are gonna suck. I wish I was dead. I like yeah, everything else yeah. is good. But, yeah, yeah, he like uh, it's the it's it's when he promises his uh, wife girlfriend at the time that he's yeah. gonna bake a pie right. for Thanksgiving, yeah. and yeah. He, it comes to that day, and he's like, gotta make the pie, and he's like, ah. I could just jump out the window though right now. I could just yeah. take care of it right now. I wanted to make the. That's so insane. <laughs> it's so fucking yeah. funny. But that, that, yeah, and that's a, a thing. I mean, actually, yeah, no, it's a weird parallel. But yeah, Biggie used to talk about that yeah. stuff all the time. He's yeah. like, it's like I'm not saying I, I'll kill myself. It's just like sometimes life would just be easier I if I was fucking dead. Realize, Absolutely. Yeah. The more you realize that life, the majority of it, it's just gonna get way worse. Why would you, <laughs> you think about it? Um, Marin had this great bit back in the day. I mean, I don't even know if you would call what Marin does have bits, but you yeah, know, he's yeah. just talking it right. out. But he talks about oh god, and I related to this so much. Like when your depression is so bad, but you're on a road trip. And it's like, this sucks. I have to keep part of my brain on because I'm operating a two-ton yeah. vehicle right now. Like I, like I'm, like I'm so miserable, but I still have to like keep the the the, the switch on. Yeah, like, fine. yeah, yeah. You slowly start rolling off to the side of the road, and you're like, maybe I could just let it. No, no. Yeah, no. yeah, absolutely. Close your eyes for a little too long. Yep. 
Um, That's how people die masturbating every day. <laughs> they, what? They, uh, the they, they try to strangle themselves. They close their eyes for a little bit too long. Oh, yeah. And then uh, that's that's a suicide, but not a suicide. That happens all the time. So I never got it's too into of, this. What does the lemon do, by the way? I don't know that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Lemon involved in a autoerotic so, yeah, yeah. I heard, <laughs> I, like, so I guess someone told me, like, yeah, if you bite down into a lemon right when you're, you know, blowing your load, like, right. it's supposed to enhance. Oh, yeah, it's great. Oh. Really? Can you do it without hanging yourself? Can, like, can you just do like lemon and I've been doing fine for 20 years so I mean just as is you know so and it's it works, still not complaining it works better with the lime to be honest yeah. we're, gonna be, we're gonna be real adults about it yeah. salt and lime yeah. salt and lime, lime. Like, yeah it's like a corona you know yeah. you, you got yeah you, like a, lemon or a lime it's like yeah. a tequila shot with your dick in your hand yeah. like <laughs> oh my goodness um, alright anything we'd we'd like to address any any uh Okay. okay. Tight seven. But regarding what? Let's all do our tight seven simultaneously. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see here. Anything? Do we have any public addresses we want to make? Any stories we want to tell? You can cover a lot of ground. If yeah, I, I mean, I'm still kind of in my own brain. I have a, I have a lifetime of stories. <laughs> yeah. And sure. Have you had any revelations today that you'd like to share with Yeah, comedy is a spectrum. Comedy is a spectrum. Yeah, <laughs> comedy is a spectrum. <laughs> Okay. Kinnison um, used to call it a rain. Kinnison no. used to call it a rainbow. No, I cannot. I can't. I, I can't. I can't elaborate. Only time Kinnison's ever said rainbow. I love that. I know. Yeah. Like, can you explain yourself? Ben's like, no, I'm not doing that at all. I can't. Comedy is a no. spectrum. Yeah. Comedy. Uh, sure. The autism sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what it is. So I think. I think I realized Ben was tripping today when he just is in uh, uh, Dolores Park and just goes, Willie, you're right. Uh, toxic masculinity is bad. <laughs> 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 you had a real breakthrough there, huh? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's fantastic. It is really I was is. like, yes. <laughs> you don't say. People misunderstand toxic masculinity. They don't understand what it means. It's yeah. bad for the man. Yeah. I just watched this guy. I was like, you're dying of toxic masculinity. Absolutely. <laughs> you see this man like posed like with like a tough like, what was he wearing? Like a like a jersey? Like is is a, is a it was it was definitely the uh, what's the um Latino um. Latino word for it. When for what? Male. Machismo? Like Machismo. Let's do a total yeah, yeah. machismo moment. This dude just posed like looking tough. And he was like posed like, don't fuck with me, bro. I'm step yeah. to me. And he's just looking like the toughest guy. And I'm just like, that poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Has to, is like stuck into feeling like that's how he has to be. Yeah. Well, men are confused. Their bodies are built to fight off mammoths and shit. Right. He's just fighting, not coming out of the closet. Yeah. That's what he's doing, dude. Oh, yeah. That I poor mean, man. It's fighting, not one of the bang dicks. <laughs> and even if he did. That's why I was like, I was like, that's why they call it toxic masculinity. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, it's cool. fucking. It's, and then I kept walking. Yeah, being a man is. <laughs> being a man is so weird and dumb. Like I have this buddy who, uh, he, his knees are super fucked up, right? And his, he'll wait a couple weeks and he'll go to the doctor. He's had multiple surgeries on them in the last couple months, and then he'll go back to the gym and he'll just start doing like power cleans and deadlifts again yeah. and squats. And he hurt his knee again. And I was over and I was like, why are you doing this? And he was like, you know, I want to get back into working out as, as quickly as I can. And sometimes I jump the gun a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, but why are you doing power cleans? Like you could do other forms of exercise. He was like, to get stronger. And I was like, okay, but like, what are you trying to get stronger for? And he was yeah. like, what are you, to be stronger? And I was like, there's no reason. You're not, a, like I know, if you saw, he's not an athlete, like yeah. at all. There's no reason to have that functional strength. That's how I feel about the entire state of New Jersey. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's an old Seinfeld bit about that. He's like, yeah. you're, what are you working out for? 
for the workout, like yeah, to, yeah. To, to prep myself for the workout. Yeah. It's, it's like if you're not competing in something, no. it's like, yeah, go it's work all, out. Well, that like, was the thing I had. Yeah. I let myself go because I was always playing sports in college and stuff like that. Yeah. You, you have like an athletic competition you're training for, you work out like crazy. And then, like, as soon as that ends, like for me, I stopped playing college sports and I stopped playing baseball. And I always worked out like every day of my life. I was in great shape. And then, as soon as I got done, I was like, all right. And I went to the gym the next day and I was like, why am I here? Yeah. And then I put on like 30 pounds, didn't go for three years. <laughs> I just didn't. It's like, there's no point. I just like, there's no point. And what are you doing this yeah. for? I mean, after sports, it's, it's just to be hot. That's the only reason yeah. you would ever. Yeah. And then dad bods come in anyway. And you're just like, all right, I guess I just made them come to me. <laughs> <laughs> it all came full circle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Let's um, talk some shit, Chris Post. Let's do it. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> um, no, the other one uh, being. Uh, uh, just a guy that came up to me last night, actually right outside Bender's, uh, when I thought, like, I accidentally thought the show was there. Then he just comes up to me and he just goes, hey, uh, let me get one of those cigarettes. And I was like... Uh, let me get? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't huh. an ask. It was a demand. And uh, I was like, uh, I was like, is this your normal approach? Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, all right, I'll give you a quarter. And I was like, have a you heard? Quarter? Yeah. And I was like, have you heard of inflation? And, you know, like, yeah. And, and uh, one of my buddies yeah. uh, from Boston that actually lives in Oakland, he, he came out to the show here last night. And uh, he, and he just kind of starts laughing at the guy. He's like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? And, and the guy was just like, so are you going to give it to me or not? And I was like, yeah. I was like that's going to be a solid no. Like, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And we just walked away. And wow. And the thing is, I feel like, I mean, they're not used to that bluntness. That yeah. tactic works on everyone else out here, but you're just the East Coast Boston. It's like, no, I'm not going to give well, you a cigarette. There was just no, like, logic. Or, <laughs> and like, you know what's he, fucked he, up? He wasn't prepared for you to stand your ground. If he had asked, I would have given him one. Of course, of course. Yeah. If he would just, just been like, hey, man, I'm having a rough night. Could I grab a sweat? And he looked like he was having a rough night. He was just in a <laughs> shit mood. But it's like, you know, even if you're in a vulnerable state, like, don't be a dick to, like, total strangers about nah. that shit. So, yeah. You really can't. You yeah. can't do that. Yeah, I would have given him one for free if he had just Absolutely. been like, "Hey, man, you got an extra smoke?" Like, yeah. a quarter will cover it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, "Yeah, maybe in 1995." Yeah. Like, <laughs> Fuck, buddy. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. So you have, do you have a third person? No, I think I lost track of it. I've been well, drinking and smoking really? a lot of weed out here, so yeah, um, yeah. So I, I think it was just those two. Is but, this yeah. your normal? Hey, hey uh, I'm a bit, dude. No, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's fucking great. Um, yeah, I'm you here till tomorrow. Like, Who knows? Uh, maybe I'll get that third tonight. You know? <laughs> Probably not here. North Everyone's Beach so tonight. nice here, but yeah. Just go go up to North Beach. You'll find plenty of assholes. I promise. Oh really? Oh okay. We're <laughs> field trip tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, man. I've uh, I'm not. I don't. It's a it's a weird thing because I'm I'm basically annoyed that everyone is so nice, which I know is absurd. <laughs> but like, holy, f you know what's funny is that it's really. Oh man, someone's doing a bit about this, about how on the East Coast it's just. They tell you what they need to. T I fucking forget who it was. I think it's yeah. Andy Picaro. I think yeah. it was him. Where he talks about how on the East Coast, and this is really how it is. They just give you the exact amount of information that you need. It's not the, out here. It's very talky. They're super nice about it, but it takes you like forty-five seconds, and it's like <laughs> just tell me it's around the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he, uh, yeah, he was like, he was like, like I, I was in New York, and I asked where there was a, uh, there was a Walgreens, and someone was like, it's fucking two blocks away. 
and they just walked away. And that was the entire interaction. It's like, great. I prefer that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I want that. And he was like, out here, they'd be like, well, were you looking for like a 24-hour one? Or do you need something else? What are you looking yeah. for? Do you need money? I have $20 yeah. in my pocket. Like, it's a whole yeah. fucking thing. But also, what are you looking for? Like, not just tonight. What are you looking yeah. for? <laughs> yeah. Where are you going, bro? Yeah. Yeah. Like, in life, man. Like, how, <laughs> how are you? Who are you? Like, <laughs> what makes you you, though? <laughs> like, wait, did you also take acid today? <laughs> in Boston, it's just, yeah. It's, uh, I forgot what I was going to say, but. Although there are sometimes here when people ask me that, and I'm just like, we live in San Francisco. Don't you guys know what Google is? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> well, it's funny because whenever I go, uh, how's it going? I say, how's it going? With no desire to hear like how it's going from that person ever. I don't want to know how it's fucking going. You go, how's it going? Just to get them out of the way. You say good. You, yeah, say good and get out of my way. Don't. The second someone goes, well, you're like, oh no, this wasn't what we were gonna do. Or you just get really negative like, right? you just fuck them and be like, how you doing? Well, I just mast- I masturbated on a Monday by myself. And <laughs> All right, yeah. Well, uh, this has been super fun. This is the Boston Crew at the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Uh, Chris Post, Brian Plum, myself, Alex Jampapa, Ben Quick, local hero, Willie Mace. Check out uh, mutinyradio.fm. Fly gators on, but now I'm grimy as they get Mud on my pants and shirt I bet you niggas out here know I be putting it work. I'm gonna be on Twitter. That's all my eyes can see. Victim. Feeling the sweet sound, cool jazz. Here on Mutiny Radio, uh, I'm gonna get started with a visiting comic all the way from Portland, Maine. Uh, super exciting that he's here. Part of the comedy co-op group in Portland, Maine. Maine's funniest comedian we have for you here tonight on the program. So hey, everybody, glad you're listening. And I'm super excited to introduce you to Connor McGrath. Good evening, San Francisco. Welcome to the uh, McGrath After Dark, the premiere episode and possibly only episode. We're here live in the heart of the Mission District. Just wrapped up day three. Or day day two. Day three. Day three. Started on Thursday. Day three of Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. This is my first day at the festival. My first day in San Francisco. I traveled all the way here, as Pam mentioned, from Portland, Maine. Uh, it was a treacherous flight yesterday, as some of the Boston New England comics on uh, on the festival alluded to. I was lucky to get out on the last flight out of Portland, Maine, at uh, New York, and I was able to make the connection after a five-hour delay to San Francisco, landing at 3.30 this morning. Oh. And waking up four hours later, and I've been running on Tic Tacs and alcohol. <laughs> and... I had a torta too. I had a couple tacos. I also had a. Bre- I also had breakfast. So I've had about two and a half meals, and about twelve drinks, and about. Do you want some mac? I have some mac and cheese. You want some mac and cheese? Oh no, I'm good. I just oh, had a torta okay. before I got. Oh okay, here. okay, okay. Uh, coming into the studio right now is Boston comedian Chris Post. Hey everybody. Sit, sit down. Get pick up the microphone. 
one of these microphones doesn't work. We aren't sure which one, so we'll have to figure it out. Oh, okay. I think it's that that's the better one. Yeah. That's the working one. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Chris, is this your first time performing comedy in the city of San Francisco, California? Yes, sir. Yeah, it definitely is. This is a terrific city for comedy. It's been a blast. <laughs> it's a fantastic uh, and the, 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 the audiences in San Francisco, they'll really go with you. It's kind of like, San Francisco is kind of like a polar opposite of the Boston scene. Yeah, I mean, Boston's very compartmentalized. I, I think, right. You, you know, you're, you're down all the time. You know, it's, uh, you know, Boston's a, a, a small city, but, you know, uh, it, it's uh, got a divided. a lot of different but, scenes. Yeah, exactly. You know, you got your downtown clubs, but then you got your Cambridge clubs and uh, bar shows and... Uh, I, I felt like, you know, it felt like... You got you know, the Saugus Route 1 sure. old-timer scene. Yeah, absolutely. This felt more like... Uh, yeah, I would uh, consider this a parallel almost to, like, the Cambridge uh, clubs, you know. It's a you know, very progressive uh, element here, and uh, everyone's very expressive, and, uh, yeah. Right, it's very, very welcoming. Like, yeah, very welcoming. You, you did the Benders show at 9 o'clock? Yeah, uh... uh so I think there was a misunderstanding, yeah, because uh, I thought it was at the Bar Benders, but I guess it was sponsored by that. <laughs> the so. Bar Benders. Oh, okay. I wasn't yeah. sure what Bender. I thought Benders was – I didn't even know Benders was a bar until like 30 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was one of the sponsors of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Shout out to Benders Bar for their generous sponsorship of the, the they, festival. Yeah, they, they, gave, they gave me some money. You know what I'm really excited about? The gate is closed. We can drink. Oh yeah, because oh, we are okay. closed to the public. <laughs> we are now. Open the, open we, are, that. <laughs> we are closed to the public. So that's one of the things that Mutiny Radio has had a problem in the past. Yeah. The very first, amazing, the very first year, we were sponsored by PBR. So PBR gave me, like, thank you, yeah. like twelve yeah. cases, and like like the thirty-two pack can. Like they gave me so much beer, and we had we had a we had a tent out there, and we were just drinking on the street willy nilly. We didn't give a fuck. Everybody was drinking, and I got I got in trouble with the the law. The ABC came down, and they were like, "You can't give away beer." I was like, "It's BYOB." They're like, "No, that that's that's never been legal. That's not a legal." No, thing. it's not legal. My it's brother's not a, legal at all. My brother, who was supposed to be on the podcast, was uh, <laughs> he's hopefully he's listening back at our Airbnb. He's a bar manager in Brooklyn, and he was saying you cannot give away alcohol at bars in California it's no. against the, the state laws like a bartender legally cannot give a customer a free shot of alcohol right it's uh it's it, part of the there's the abc is is uh there so anyways it came down on us here so we weren't allowed to drink one of the things i learned when i went to one of the classes is that if you're closed to the public everything's fine so right now we are closed to the public the so gate don't is come closed by, don't come by but here. even if they do the gate is closed the door is locked there's nothing they can do we're not open to the public we're uh, fine it's it's not locked. They can. I mean, but it's yeah. That's good. It'll be great. If Alex and Ben are listening to this, bring more beer. I think we're <laughs> bring some limeritas. That's my drink of choice. Well, here, I it's like my guilty pleasure. I was I, I like um I really liked uh was, I was having sexual intercourse relations with a uh, an older woman, and that was her drink of choice. And she kind of turned me on to Bud Light limeritas. And ever since, man, she's long gone, but. The love of the limeritas is, is... My my dad embarrassed me similarly. He came, years ago, he came to visit me here in San Francisco. And I took him to Bender's Bar, because it's like my favorite place, and I know everybody there. And he meets the owner, Johnny, and he says, you know, he says, let me get you a drink, you know, your, your Pam's dad, that's so great. And, and uh, he asks for a Bud Light Lime. 
And and Johnny looks at him, he's like, just shakes his head, and he's like, I can give you a Bud Light with a lime. <laughs> but my dad actually liked to drink Bud Light lime, which I think is disgusting and abhorrent. And my, and my dad's, uh, my father, Steve McGrath's drinking days, he, uh, his preferred drinking uh, was a, a PBR with a lime. You like drinking PBR with a lime. Yeah, it's like the it's the Tecate of, of uh, Portland, Maine. It, you know, it's kind of pretty much the same thing. We do have Tecate in Portland now. <laughs> it's, I think uh, every time I we presented me and my brother presented our ID today, people were they were uh, they were impressed that to see a Maine ID. It's it's nice to it's nice to feel desired. Uh, we right now to give you an update in Radio Land. We are looking for another bottle opener. If uh, Alex and Ben are listening to this. Bring by a bottle opener. Bing. So I was on. Uh, so you did just did one show tonight, Chris? Uh, yeah, it was at uh, 9 p.m. Uh, it was uh, Oh My DUI, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, everyone just uh, discussing run-ins with the law and uh, their uh, uh, hedonistic uh, exploits, and uh, yeah, it, it was a good time. Yeah. That's that's a lot of fun. Yeah. I was on the. Uh, what was the name of the six o'clock show? Is the musical one with the musical right. backing? Musical backing with breakfast be breakfast. Two out of three of my shows on the festival are musical shows because I'm doing the karaoke show tomorrow night. But that's what you asked for. But I asked for that. No, because <laughs> yeah. I'm a very musical <laughs> comic, it. and it just happened. Like I, it's like I think it's subconsciously. I think you know all. Com- I, I just secretly really wish I was a musician. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, mean, I mean, the ra- ratio of uh, comics that are failed musicians, I mean... Uh, and there's a surprising amount of musicians that want to do stand-up. Uh, sure. Like, I, if I well, talk to, then I'm like... I think there's a kinship there, you know, yeah, wanting to express yourself and uh, a lot of piss and vinegar in your veins, and you want to get it out in the right way. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Do you guys like the theme shows, or do you think it's... I, I just wonder. I only do it because I find it an easier way to, like, group people in different, like... Because otherwise, yeah. otherwise, it's like just me going like, okay, I'm putting all these comics together. And yeah, I think it's good. I think yeah. it shows like kind of a more thought than just random lineups. It's, yeah, no, and I think it gives uh, challenges people to uh, you know uh, think in, in, through those channels. Uh, uh, Connor, I'll tell you, you know, there's there's an open mic in Boston uh, called Thunder Bar, and uh, the host every uh, week has a different theme uh, uh-huh. with which uh, you bring a, a story or a premise to that, uh, and uh, I, I think that gives a lot of comics a lot of chances to uh, just explore different uh, avenues. And right stuff. on stage. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I just burped. I'm sorry. That's going to be I burped on the microphone, too. Oh, okay. yeah. I feel really gross. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm doing a festival next month, and I'm, it's a, a, a comedy show slash hot dog eating contest. Oh, I my God. I did not God. know it was going to be a themed, a themed that theme until I, I saw it, my how name are, on the list. So how I'm are you have, at eating hot dogs? Are you astute? Are you a good hot dog eater? I'm a pretty good hot dog eater, but I got a kind of a, you know, I got a... You know, I got a pretty horrible gag reflex, oh. so I have a bad feeling. Like if I if I eat the like speed eating, like I could do like a volume eating. Like if it was like a just like a three hour show, sure. I you know I could probably put away a lot of hot dogs, but like speed eating, I think that's just a, ra- a, a recipe for uh, potentially for disaster. And it's a, you know it's in Pittsburgh, so there's going to be a lot of Midwestern comics, wow. a lot of comics I think that are going to be really adept at hot dog eating. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not sure how I'm going to fare. In that contest, I'm just, uh, you know, sometimes in comedy you deal with the, the, the cards that you're given. But this is, I mean, this theme shows like this are, are fun because you give us a chance to choose which ones we do. And I think it's it's stuff that really kind of challenges you as a performer. A hot dog eating contest, I'm not sure how 
Well, you I hope I don't get kicked off this festival. <laughs> because you won't. You're like, no, I no, I'm, 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 I'm fine with it. Look, I've done a, I've done a lot worse. Is it just the dogs, or are there buns involved? It's totally uh, a different you style. You could do like the Kobayashi right? method, where uh, he dips the, the, the dips bread in the water, water and mm-hmm. eats them separately. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure what the rules exactly are of this hot dog eating contest. I guess I'll find out about it in the weeks to come. But uh, my favorite Kobayashi video is Kobayashi versus a bear. It's a black bear. Yes, and from the Man vs. Beast special on the Fox so Network back in the 2000s. Great, I love it. That was great. That was great. They also had a a, a, a marine versus an orangutan and an obstacle <laughs> course. And man did not fare too well in that contest in Man versus Beast. I think Beast won most of the competition. I think the marine beat the orangutan in the obstacle course. We're talking about the early 2000s Fox special, Man vs. Beast. Kobayashi vs. Uh, a bear. Versus a bear. A black bear. It's really easy to get in. Just come in. You can, they'll figure it out. They're smart kids. Um, yay. Well, we're all, they, they made it. Ben Quick is alive. I can't believe it. He's an actual person. He exists. We've got Willie Mays in the house. Willie Mays. We've got famous. Alex Jima Papa. Hey guys, um, grab the microphones from the stage and then bring them closer over because those are the ones that are going to work. The whole Boston contingent is Just here, the- uh, fresh, fresh from Oakland, or they were paying. Oh show. right, they were. Uh, they did a show in Oakland. That's exciting. Uh, and we'll see see how far you can make them make them reach, and we'll uh, all talk together. It'll be fun times. Uh, awesome. So everyone's having uh, these guys. We have a bunch of returning people. You should know Ben Quick and Alex Juma Papa uh, were here. That's right. Here in past years, they were on the second annual, and they came back for the third. This is the third one. Okay. This is the third one. Yeah. So I'm surprised. I was really surprised how many people wanted to return. I was like, <laughs> you, you really want to come back to my to my bullshit thing? So well, appreciate that. Fun. And we also, we enjoy bullshit things. Oh, yeah. good. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's good. the only festival I can walk on stage and just talk about my last 36 hours and have everyone love it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, I, I work with these guys all over Maine. They come up and do, like, weird bar shows in, like, rural Maine. So it's like, dumb bullshit here is uh, 10,000 times preferable to dumb bullshit in J. Maine. Oh, my God, yeah. Or, I mean, like, Westbrook or really? Bucksport or Oh, my God. Buckfield. I mean, we're always in bumfuck Maine. We're yeah. always in bumfuck Maine, man. Being How far dragged. is it away? How far is it away, Maine? From- Two hours to Portland, which is where Connor is, and then for some of the real fun shows, it's three, four hours. And the thing is that the saddest part about that is the shows in bumfuck Maine are way better and more fun to do than most of the shows in Boston. Like, that's why we'll make those trips. Are, yeah, there, are they, do they, do they get audience? You guys get audience? It's because there's yeah, nothing because there's else nothing to do. Nothing else to do. Yeah. Nothing else to do. It's the thing to do in town that night, so they really yeah. Everybody it. like that's like the big event for the for the for the month is like oh the comedians are coming up from Boston like yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah they don't know you're not famous they have yeah. no idea no like no well, they just go here's a guy from a place you've heard of and everyone's yeah. like, amazing. <laughs> and these people are yeah it's like I, I did a, I uh, did a show in Buckfield Maine. <laughs> Once and some. Buckfield some, sounds made up. Yeah, it's outside of some rural town. I think it's outside of Lewiston. And some guy, some guy was like, "I've been drinking since two o'clock, getting like getting like pre-gaming for this comedy show." <laughs> and then they set off fireworks right after the show in the parking lot. Really? Right after the show. I did a show where they were throwing glow sticks into trees during my set. Oh man! And during the headliner set, that was actually in Bumfuck, Pennsylvania. But it's the same exact vibe. There was like war vets who were like, "We used to do this in the military to mark our place for the people coming out." I don't know. They're like these like glow stick flares. You'd fling them. 
them into trees. That was going on during the headliner set, and these guys were like, yeah, we do this all the time, and they, they're missing limbs from fireworks. Like, it's, <laughs> you did uh, you did some shows like, like in some like random coal like mining towns in like Pennsylvania, you coal country USA. Another, that's, that's, uh, Boston comedian Justin P. Drew. I feel yeah, like. I got my start in backwoods Pennsylvania, and that is uh, a lot of fun if you love backwards people. It can, yeah, they man. can be fun. they can be fun crowds sometimes. Yeah, but you know what? For for comedians and, and people that never leave Boston or you know whatever the respective city is, it's like, hey man, Portland. that yeah, that's it's good to get a look outside the bubble. Yeah, you exactly. have to. Right, you, you gotta to like realize what comedian. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like you know, and and you discover things where like, dude, Portland, Maine is like my favorite place to do comedy, man. Portland, I love Boston, but yeah. Boston. Oh, here we go. I'm getting a seat. I was leaning over. I can barely bend at the waist. It wasn't a good idea. But yeah, man, I love uh, I love Portland, Maine so much. They let you be yourself, which right, is always right, right. nice. It's, it's kind of similar to San Francisco in a way. Right. Exactly. It really is. Uh, same deal here. Where like people are like, all right, let's let's hear what this guy has to say, regardless of who he is. Yeah. Whereas in Boston, it's like we're gonna hate you 98% of the time. Like yeah, they're like real uptight. I oh, love Boston. I've been to Boston. But a couple times to do comedy, and I've always loved it, and I've always found audiences to be really nice, and I was surprised. I was like, this is, what is this? So were you, were you in Boston or were you in Cambridge? Exactly. I, the neighborhood is extremely neighborhoods matter in Boston. Yeah. I, think really I, was in, I think I was in Cambridge. There yeah, you go. Cambridge is great. I walked, I remember walking, because so I, um, every year my best friend's a dermatologist, and every year her dermatology conferences is in a different city, so I'm the plus one. Yeah. So it was in Boston, so we were in this really nice downtown, you know, hotel and I did you know I walked all the way to this one place and you have no happy hour what is wrong with no, you no we don't have no, a lot of not. things a lot of old weird laws in Boston like uh, for until uh, recently you, 